106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Serious day in America. We have very pressing matters to discuss, and we're bound and beholden to those matters. Before we get to all that, I am Kamala Harris. My name is Vice President Kamala Harris, first woman VP. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. My pronouns are she and her. Fee fi fo fum. <laughs> I'm wearing a blue suit, one of many. My pants are old navy and school buses are yellow. Because think about it, yellow school buses are our nation's largest form of mass transit. Uh, my hobbies include skiing, men hopping, excuse me, bar hopping. <laughs> I'm a riot. I do think it's significant to go bar hopping with Nancy, of course, my favorite bar partner and, and her husband. I'm driving this time. No, no, no. <laughs> Elections matter. And in this case, you're going to continue to get what you ask for. <laughs> I just have to say, I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Lindsey Graham. I will not eat them in South Carolina. Or with the virus that came from China, I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Lindsey Graham. I will not eat them with Mitch McConnell or with that hideous beast known as Rosie O'Donnell. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Lindsey Graham. I will not eat them in the hall or down in Biden's cages at the border wall. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Lindsey Graham. Will people be surprised at the rate that you pay? I think they'll low, be surprised at how little I pay. No, they're going to be surprised at how little I pay. I fight like hell not to pay a lot of tax. And you know what? Every politician probably does. I watched others where they say, oh, I want to pay tax. I fight like hell not to pay tax. I hate the way the government spends my money. Many of my constituents have asked me whether you will be impeached when Republicans gain control next year. They don't believe that you've committed a high crime, and they don't believe that you've committed a misdemeanor. My constituents want you impeached because they believe you've committed treason. They believe you're a traitor. They compare you to Benedict Arnold. You know, no parent with the last name Arnold names their kid Benedict. They wonder, what will the Mayorkas family do down the road? Secretary Mayorkas, I was at an event this past weekend, and a lady approached me and asked me if you felt any shame for what you've done to this country. My question for you, Secretary Mayorkas, is very simple. Would you please answer that lady's question? Are you ashamed for what you've done to this country? Mr. Roth, do you personally think that you have a political bias, and did you have one when you worked at Twitter? No, sir. 
you didn't. You, that's, that's remarkable because it's pretty obvious you did. When you compared people that worked in the Trump White House to Nazis, they were good folks that you simply disagreed with politically in our representative republic, and you compared them to the most evil people on the planet that murdered 60 million people, or at least were responsible for those deaths. You think that was a little bit hyperbolic? Yes, I do. As I yeah, said, I regret I agree. the language. I agree with you. It was. And so your political opinion spilled over into censorship work at Twitter. I think your biases had consequences, which you intentionally expressed through your propaganda and censorship role at Twitter. Additionally, you may have collaborated with the U.S. intelligence community regarding stories that y'all didn't want the public to see. Joel Roth outed as a vicious little partisan parasite that likes to compare half the country to Nazis. Yo, L. Roth is an evil person. Afternoon. This is Lou Benninger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio, uh, episode 204, appearing on February 25, 2023. Welcome, everyone. Uh, we're going to be here for uh, six 20 minute talk segments, uh, separated by some clips. I uh, worked really hard to pick some good clips for you to bring you up to date on a lot of. Uh, very important, not just interesting. I'm not interested in doing a talk show to interest people, although it should be interesting. But uh, my role here is to bring information that will help you deal with the uh, political situation in the United States and maybe your local area, not just the federal level, but state and local, and also alert you to what's going on in our uh, culture, ethically and morally. Etc. So uh, I think we have some, some good uh, uh, items to talk about today. Some of them uh, have just come in at the last minute from different people around the United States thinking, oh, you should look at this. Oh, you should look at this. Oh, take a look at that. Read this. And so uh, I never take that lightly. I'm not making fun of it. I'm, I'm speaking very seriously. I appreciate it. It's just me over here. Helped with some techies. Tanner Martis down in Texas and uh, Santos Vigil out here in California. So, but in terms of material, uh, besides what I look for, uh, the folks that are listeners or uh, paying attention to what's going on send me a lot of material every week. So, thanks again for that. And uh, shout out to you. Uh, you're on top of it and it's helping me immensely. So, uh, much love and appreciation. I wanted to <clears throat> mention how to get a hold of me if you're interested in touching base with me. If, uh, I give out this information every week, but I never know who's listening. 530-713-1838 is my number. Once again, 530-713-1838. It does no good to call for a live phone response because I'm, I have it on pause taking your recordings. Or you can text me. I'd be happy to talk to you. Or if you just want to send me some information there, that's good. That's good. 
if you uh if you want to chat sometime, I'm on the left coast up here in Northern California, so take that into consideration if you actually want to have a chat. I do answer the phone at all kinds of crazy hours. I don't really have office hours. I just uh, go for it, and when I get tired, I take a snooze. Uh, so uh, also there's an email site. It's Lou, L-O-U, L-O-U, at no hostages radio.com lou at no hostages radio.com of course that's based on a website no hostages radio.com and you can go there to pick up old uh, podcasts all the way back to the beginning this as i mentioned this is 204 204 and so we've been at it since number one uh so if you miss something, you want to go back, that's one way to do it. You can, I don't know what your podcast source, whatever your source is, if they have the old editions there or not. So I'm not, I'm just not that up on all that stuff. So I think that's uh, helpful. We do a live show at KMYC on Saturdays. This show always pops up every Saturday morning. If you're wondering when a fresh show arrives it's saturday morning we also do a 10 a.m to 1 p.m show live kmyc the way to get that if you're out uh away from us in another state or another county away uh, you can go to live l-i-v-e 365 the number live 365.com and then when uh, just look for radio and uh and then just put in the call letters KM, like Mickey, K-M-Y-C, and that should bring up the live feed. And if you're between 10 and 1, our time, uh, in the morning, 10 and one, ten to 1, uh, you'll be good to go to hear us if you want to hear it. We cover some similar material, but also some different material because it's it's more localized show. But uh, I, don't, I don't do two completely different shows each week. All right? Okay. I wanted to mention this. I found this totally fascinating. It was sent to me by a clip. And so I looked up some articles on it. And um, you ever seen metal detectors, people out with metal detectors? My mother got into that at the later stages of her life, was so fascinated with finding things. And uh, so they've been around for... Decades and decades and decades, and I think they're more sophisticated now, but a, a metal detectorist, they call him, is suing the FBI, and he claims that he alerted them to a huge find. I guess there was uh, rumors and legends and myths and whatever of a Civil War era gold and silver loss that was on its way to the somewhere, the mint or storage or something, and out in Pennsylvania, and it just never made it. It just disappeared. And so this guy had been nosing around in that part of the country, hoping, you know how it is, you you hear about these stage routes, and you hear about these, you know, Black Bart up in Northern California, you hear about these thefts and you know, some of that must have been stashed somewhere up there, but w- behind which rock is it? Is it living? So this guy kept nosing around, nosing around, and found a huge find, an alert on his uh, detector of not just an item, but just masses of gold and silver, right? So 
I don't I would not have called the FBI, but I'm just going to tell you the story because it's all over the media and now it's on uh, social media. And uh, these guys have been fighting with the FBI because they turned it over to the FBI. The FBI said, scram, we don't need you. And they brought in some big high-tech stuff, photos, videos, maps, all that kind of stuff, and, and went to looking for that. And these metal detectorists, these, these uh, what do they call it? I, I would call it... Uh, Guys searching for booty. Uh, a guy named Dennis Parada. He says that the FBI came in at night with high-powered lights and dug up that gold and silver and disappeared with it and never to be heard from again. So he's been waging a legal battle to force the FBI to turn over the records of the excavation. And it, it's located in Dents Run, D-E-N-T-S Run, Pennsylvania. And the, the lore, the local lore, says that an 1863 shipment of Union gold disappeared on its way to the U.S. Mint in Philadelphia. So the FBI knew about it. It's in history. So these guys happened to think they found it. But they turned it over to the FBI thinking, well, it's not our money. It's the gov government's. And uh, so Parada and his advisors have spent countless hours pouring over newly released government records. What happened is they kept going to court, going to court, going to court. Finally, they got a judge to force the FBI to release records. Do you believe anything the FBI says anymore? Frankly, I don't. When they open their mouth, I just say, na 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 I don't buy it at all. And so uh, they accuse the FBI of distorting key evidence and improperly withholding records in an apparent effort to conceal the records of a historic, extremely valuable gold stash. How much? $7 million, they think. $7 million worth of gold. So uh, the FBI, of course, says, oh, we, don't, we know nothing. We know nothing. And they defend its handling of the case. So uh, the story goes on. And uh, this thing started way back in like 2017, 18, something like that. And they've been fighting back and forth and back and forth. And uh, Parada and his son spent years looking for the fabled goal. Isn't that amazing? They looked and searched all over the hills in this area where they would have brought, you know, the, where they would have traveled, the, the old stagecoach runs or whatever. And he, he eventually guided the FBI to a remote woodland site 135 miles northeast of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Their instruments identified a large quantity of metal. Now, I think these detection instruments can differentiate between a silver dollar or a gold dollar and a ton of gold. They, they detected a 7 to 10, 7 to 9 ton mass suggestive of gold as they say it so armed with a warrant a team of fbi agents came in uh to the area in march of 2018 to dig up the hillside they brought in a big old uh not a backhoe but bigger than that big excavator an fbi videographer on hand uh they had a, a person on hand to video the whole thing and uh so they made uh, records of the whole thing so the interesting thing was it no one ever declared, oh, we found it. 
or we didn't. The FBI calls it a 155-year-old cold case. And uh, they brought jackhammers and they called it a backhoe. I'd call it, I've seen a picture of it. It's an excavator. So the FBI is turning over selective items. And uh, their, their organization, Parada's organization or business is called Finders Keepers. But in this case, he didn't take that approach. He just turned it over to the government and thought maybe they would give him a finder's fee. But then they said, you didn't really find anything. So I just wanted to let you know that now, uh, you know, it's amazing the amount of things that the uh, FBI is or isn't involved in. They're not involved in uh, some gnarly situations you'd think the FBI would be in when people are murdered or terrible things have happened, child sex by uh, politicians and all that kind of stuff. But then they get involved in this gold thing, and then the gold disappears, and they never have anything to talk about because they won't talk about an investigation, and they won't talk about if they're thinking about having an investigation. So it's very few things they will even talk about. And you know, uh, as I played, either I've got it on this week's clips or last week's clips. I get confused where I have it. Uh, the FBI have, hasn't always been there. The United States of America l existed without an FBI at one time. They had local law enforcement, and they had a military, but they didn't have FBI. And when they started, I think they had 33, 34 people, and now they, they got 35,000. And now they're out calling parents terrorists. So uh, they, these guys want to know, they want everything. They want invoices, travel invoices. They want video. They want all these guys. Why shouldn't they be uh, given everything they want? They're the guys that found the thing. All they want to know is what happened. Uh, they want a whole gold dig timeline, and they claim some of the photos that were given to them didn't match up with the surroundings. They were fraudulent photos. So thought you might be interested in that. Now they got now the FBI are not only uh, dealing in drugs, they're not only fraudulent trying to perform a coup of the uh, president, take down the president of the United States, and undermine all kinds of politicians that they don't like because they're liberals. The leaders are liberals, uh, but they need to be shut down. Right? It's too you know. You know, when you have a couple bad apples in a bushel, you can pull them out if they haven't affected the whole bushel, right? But at some point, if the apples, the majority of the apples or a lot of the apples, too many of the apples, right, How, however you want to say it, are bad. They're rotten. You got to get rid of the whole bushel. Just start fresh. And plus, wash the bushel basket out with all the spores of decomposition, well, I just, uh, one of the guys just sent me this, and it was a uh, TikTok or it was uh, one of these social media, Instagram or something. Highlights of underreported under big government stories of 2022. You probably have some you would have in mind. Um, how about this? Number one, this lady put them together. She said, TSA, remember this when TSA said that illegals can fly on their airlines? on the airlines and they can get through TSA, even though they don't have any identification, proper identification in the United States of America, all they would need, they could actually show previous arrest warrants 
or something legal like that where they were in trouble with the government. And if they showed a previous arrest warrant, they could let them on the plane. That was one one item. Number two, the Biden administration, you remember this? I couldn't believe I, I was hearing this, that they they said they were going to give out free crack pipes to provide safe smoking kits for addicts, I guess trying to get them off the needle. Then when people just said, say what? What in the world? Are you kidding me? What? Are you kidding me with what you just said right now? You're now going to use our tax monies to buy crack pipes by the millions. Then they denied it. Oh, no, no, no. You made a mistake. <clears throat> you must have misheard it. Well, some reporters went out to find some of the sm- safe smoking kits that they were hiding out. And you know what was inside those safe smoking kits? Crack pipes. You know why they did that? Because they thought that too many black people were dying compared to white people, and they wanted to have racial equity. So they thought, hey, let's get black people safely smoking crack. Number three, Ayanna Presley, a black lady, spent, she's a wealthy woman. I don't know whether she's in movies or modeling or she looks very well-to-do. If you look at her, she's a pretty woman, looks very well-to-do. And she uh, spent $63,000 in 2022 for a private security team uh, while being an amazing outspoken person, amazingly outspoken, to defund the police. The fourth item is happened right here in California or California or there used to be one of the 50 states of the of the union, if it's Obama looking at the states, he'd call it one of the 58 states. But I think it's like a foreign country. And this is a news item. 1.1 million incarcerated people received COVID-19 stimulus checks. Did you get a stimulus check? Some people I know got a bunch of them. I think I got one and I spent it on projects in Vietnam. 1.1 million incarcerated people received COVID checks. Now, it's not lawful for people that are incarcerated to get stimulus checks. In fact, I thought you had to file a tax return to even get one. You know how much money was given away? $1.1 billion fraudulently given away. 163,000 of those 1.1 million incarcerated people were actually serving life in, in prison and life without parole. And they gave them checks. So I think I covered a little bit. I probably skimmed over it. The The numbers are even give it, getting worse. They have 30, it was $30 billion, Now it's up to $40 billion disappeared in California with the EDD. And, you know, I think I mentioned it last week, uh, Gavin Newsom, the governor here, he went back since the labor secretary, <clears throat> cabinet member, at the White House, he resigned. And so there's a spot back there for a labor secretary, and Gavin Newsom is trying to inch his way in. And so he's advocating for his labor secretary to be transferred and become the labor secretary of the United States of America instead of California. Well, that labor secretary, under that labor secretary, 
was where we lost $40 billion. Oh, by the way, Labor Secretary, she is she or he, when it's a he, it's a she right now, she is over and responsible for the Employment Development Department, more commonly called EDD. And the EDD lost $40 billion of our dollars, gave it away to Russian uh, mafia, all kinds of cons, and to the prison system to fund these inmates' uh, stash account. And the, the uh, last one is the New, New Orleans Democratic mayor, Latoya Luttrell, said she will not return $30,000 of taxpayer money when she flow, flew first class to Europe. I think she went to France one time, and then she went to Switzerland. I don't know why, why she would need to do that as a, um, on, on New Orleans business. But when they questioned her on it, she said, I'm not going to pay it back to $30,000. She said uh, she flew first class, right? You ever? I've never paid to fly first class. I can't afford to. She said the reason is that flying, flying in the uh, economy section is unsafe for black women in America. Well, you can just think on that for a couple minutes while you listen to these next clips, and then I will be back with section two right away. Bodies. This is what they wanted, dropping bodies. Every time I turn the TV on, they dropping bodies. Chicago ain't got nothing on these bodies. They dropping left and right. We try to tell you about these bodies. Hey, we try to tell you about these bodies. But you didn't want to listen about these bodies. Just talking in the coffee lounge. I see people mocking, tell it you up on that soggy ground. Man, look who talking. Man, you rocking with the Nazis now? First, they take the guns, then make you comply with the mandates. You gon' rip it from my dead hands. Ain't no band aid. Ain't dying from your juice. I didn't take it. Ain't in a trans state. You can't have this body. Pure blood. That's my campaign. Bodies. Bodies. This is what they wanted. Dropping bodies. Every time I turn the TV on, they dropping bodies. Chicago ain't got nothing on these bodies. They dropping left and right. We try to tell you about these bodies. Hey, we try to tell you about these bodies. But you didn't want to listen about these bodies. And now you might be dropping like a body. Cause this is what they wanted. Take a look at all the bodies. One, two, three, four. Bodies dropping on the floor. I say we assemble, take up arms, declare another war. Donald Trump is compromised. Man, forget the other four. I don't follow men no more. Now sit back and watch me roar. All of a sudden, bodies dropping by the dozen. Now you buzzing. Let me guess. Now you gon' blame it on the Russians. See your cousin drop. She was healthy. She didn't have the muffin top. They got you to take the poke. You only had a sudden cough. Crazy. They dumb me down when they come around. And now you're pushing up daisies. Put the guard down for a card. You let him poke you with the gravy. And now you're watching sports. And bodies dropping all over the court. Bodies. Bodies. This is what they wanted, dropping bodies. Every time I turn the TV on, they dropping bodies. Chicago ain't got nothing on these bodies. They dropping left and right, we try to tell you about these bodies. Hey, we try to tell you about these bodies. 
am Pete Buttigieg. I'm also the Secretary of Transportation. <laughs> uh, how that happened, I, I honestly have no idea. <laughs> One minute you go from being the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, to, you know, telling planes where to fly. <laughs> so here we are. So it's, it's been, it's been 10 days since uh, the horrible train derailment that has caused toxic chemicals to just go into the atmosphere. To be honest with you, I, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I, uh, I don't really know what I'm doing. I just, I mean, I was gone. I was gone in Portugal when we had the railroad strike issue. And then I was, I was, I was on maternity leave with the supply chain crisis. And, and now I'm here and I just, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Um, it's bad. It's, it's so bad. And, uh, I mean, we've got Chinese spy balloons. We've got, uh, UFOs, train derailments. I, I'm doing my best. Uh, I'm doing, I'm doing my best. So, I mean, train derailment and equity and construction. <laughs> Uh, I think we should focus on the construction side of things. Equity. I mean, too many white guys. It's just there are white guys everywhere when you go up to a construction site. There's just so many of them. I can't stand white guys so much I married one. <laughs> okay, sorry. We need to be serious. This is bad, you guys. This is so bad. Should we have shot down the Chinese spy balloon? Yes, it is being compared to... Chernobyl parts of it uh, fine just you're fine everything's fine I mean everything is absolutely fine <laughs> I've got a dinner I gotta go to so I would think I'm gonna wrap up with this <sighs> and a vacation scheduled so that's all for now the gas is too damn high I just have to say the gas is too damn high look at this 489 it's a disgusting thing I miss it when the gas used to be low. You know, it used to be so low, lower than fake news, CNN's ratings, or AOC's IQ. Now the gas is high, higher than Jerry Nadler's pants or Hunter Biden after a night on the town. Sleepy Joe, he could do it, you know, he could unleash American energy, but he'd rather talk to Venezuela and Iran. He'd rather negotiate with communists and terrorists Instead of negotiating with hard-working Americans, it's a disgrace what's happening. The gas is too damn high, but it doesn't have to be, believe me. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, America. <laughs> 2023 is now here, with, with thanks to the passage of time. And um, talking about the significance of the passage of time, Right, the significance of the passage of time. Our first order of business, wait for it, wait for it. <laughs> I see you. Is to implement safety and to focus all our resources and our energy and our tax paying dollars on the border. Okay, yep. <laughs> Who's down with MVP? Yeah, you know me. <laughs> What we do is working, okay? What we do and what we're doing is working. That was a lie. And after we get confirmation from President Zelensky that the border is under- Wait, what? Zelensky? 
No, I'm talking about Ukraine. <laughs> now, I've been to our border. No, you haven't. No, priorities matter. Our border is safe. Our border is effective. Okay. There's there's no problem at the American borders. <laughs> no problem at the border. That's my time. <laughs> Welcome back. This segment is brought to you by Little Billy's Excavator and Backhoe Service. And uh, Little Billy uh, is actually run by Israel Garcia or Izzy Garcia. And he will do you right if you need something bigger than a little shovel or pick. And you need something heavy duty coming in there and really straightening things out. Excavator and backhoe service is a wonderful thing to have. I love I love being around them. They get things done so fast and so nice. Whether you want to build a pond, fill in a pond, dig a ditch, fill in a ditch, do anything. Move some rock around, big old rocks, get them out of the way. So his excavator and backhoe service can be hired by calling or texting 530-300-6010, 6010 He's located up here in Northern California, specifically in Yuba County, but he will travel to help you up here in Northern California. So give him a shout out and tell him you heard it over here at No Hostages Radio. Also, I was talking to Will Fanning yesterday, and he I, I was looking for some, uh, talked to him about some chips. I needed a bunch of chips out there at the Church of Glad Tidings for our landscaping area, and he hooked me up with a good connection. They dropped some right away. So Will Fanning... And Josh James over there at 1469 Stewart Road in Yuba City, all power services. That means they, they service or take care of any type of equipment or pleasure vehicle, anything that has power connected to it. So if it's a something to play in the snow or play in the water or cut a tree down or grass cutter or blowers or weed eaters or probably even do paint sprayers and water blasters and generators just all kinds of stuff and even if you got the big rig and a couple bottom dumps or you need some some services on your vehicles you have a fleet of vehicles they can do all that so you can call them uh, they, in fact, they're so good over there that even if you got hurt feelings or damaged feelings, they will work on that as well. All Power Services, that's 1469 Stewart Road, right off Highway 99, really easy, it's not traffic laden like some parts of Yuba City, just south of Yuba City, west on, off Highway, down on, south on 99, and then west on 1469 Stewart, you'll find them there. Eight four four zero three four seven. Text it five three zero eight four four zero three four seven. You'll be happy. You can get all your broken stuff from around the house and all those things. That oh, that would be great, but it's not working. Go get it fixed. Get it all working. And then we got Allen's Auto Body. 
when you go down Sutter and Tea Garden and you got to put on your shades when you get close to Allen's Auto Body because it's bright yellow, and they will fix your vehicles up. All kinds of vehicles, probably even your motorcycles and stuff. You need a paint job or you need a repair. I get my car taken over there. Every time I get it, it gets in a fight. I have to take it over there and get its lip fixed with Kevin. Kevin Clark and his wife, Carrie Clark. They will serve you right. 530-671-1057. Corner of Tea Garden and Sutter and downtown Yuba City or Yuba City. All right. So, okay, I was telling you about that, uh, the five underreported things. And, um, man. A lot of those things happened to us. I want to talk. I, I mentioned this last week, I think, about the Battle of Athens. <coughs> I hope I, I did it here and over at the radio show. And I know I did on the radio show because I got some feedback right away. Because people say, say, say that. What was that? The Battle of what? Athens, Georgia? No, it was Athens, Tennessee. It's the Battle of Athens. Never heard of it. So I didn't hear of it till two Sundays ago. When we were having a meeting with a guy named Ron Gibson, a Vietnam vet, uh, who is a uh, genius or a uh, maybe genius is not the right word. He's an expert on land patents and he's a he's a legal guru. And we were having a meeting with him. He was in town to speak as a part of a conference called a God Wins Conference. And uh, so he was saying, hey, you guys ever he said, you guys need to read or read or watch the battle of athens so i mentioned it on the radio and people started saying hey hey what was that film what was that what was that what was that so uh so i want to here's i'm going to give you a pitch here and you can write it down it's a very good film i watched it here the other day it's free you can watch it on youtube you can probably go to it on netflix some people i don't have all those things but i have youtube and you can Pull it right up in YouTube. It's a film that's about an hour and 40 minutes long. It's called, uh, if you want to, there's a lot of different little uh, uh, documentaries and little 10-minute, 8-minute clips about it. But this is an hour and 40 minutes. It's well worth every minute. It's great acting. Well done. It's called American Story, American Story, and then The Battle of Athens, hyphen, 1946, Athens, Tennessee. I'm going to do it once more. American Story, The Battle of Athens, hyphen, 1946, Athens, Tennessee. That wasn't when they made the film. That was when it all shook down. And I'm going to talk about it for a minute because it's it's profound. It's got me all, all fired up and uh, got me thinking. And it really, because my dad uh, represented these, uh, was representative of the peer group or the demographic group that this was all about, the Battle of Athens. So uh, I want to give you a saying. This was, I want to give you a saying that is by Teddy Roosevelt. Remember, Franklin Roosevelt was the president when World War II cut loose. And you ever wondered what the relations was between the two of them? Teddy Roosevelt was the fifth cousin of Franklin Roosevelt. So after the incident that was called the Battle of Athens, 
Eleanor Roosevelt, the wife of Franklin Roosevelt, was right. She wrote an article. She would write a, a column in some of the newspapers called My Day by Eleanor Roosevelt. And on August 6, 1946, in a New York column, she wrote this. She said, after any war, the use of force throughout the world is almost taken for granted. Men involved in the war have been trained to use force, and they have discovered that when you want something, you can take it. The return to peacetime methods governed by law and persuasion is usually difficult. We in the U.S. who have long boasted that in our political life, freedom and the use of the secret ballot made it possible for us to register the will of the people without the use of force. They've had a, we've had a rude awakening as we read of the conditions in McMinn County, Tennessee, which brought about the use of force in the recent primary election. If a political machine does not allow the people free expression, then freedom-loving people lose their faith in the machinery under which their government functions. In this case, a, a group of young veterans organized to oust the local machine and elect their own slate in the primary. We may deplore the use of force, but we must also recognize the lesson which this incident points out for us all. When the majority of the people know what they want, they will obtain it. Any local, state, or national government or any political machine in order to live must give the people assurance that they can express their will freely and that their votes will be counted. The most powerful political machine cannot exist without the support of the people. Political bosses and political machinery can be good, but the minute they cease to express the will of the people— their days are numbered. This is a lesson which wise political leaders learn young. And you may be pretty sure that when a boss stays in power, he gives the majority of the people what they think they want. If he is bad and indulges in practices which are dishonest, or if he acts for his own interests alone, the people are unwilling to condone those practices. When the people decide that conditions in their their town, county, state, or country must change, they will change them. If the leadership has been wise, they will be able to do it peace, peacefully through a secret ballot, which is honestly counted. But if the leader has become inflated and too sure of his own importance, he may bring about the kind of action which was taken in Tennessee. If we, if we want to continue to be a mature people who at home and abroad settle our difficulties peacefully and not through the use of force, then we will take to heart this lesson and we will jealously guard our rights. What goes on before an election, the threats or persuasion by political leaders, may be bad, but it cannot prevent the people from generally registering their will if they wish to. The decisive action which has just occurred in our midst is a warning and one which we cannot afford to overlook. Now, what is she alluding to? Well, just a couple of years ago, the film was made a number of years ago, but the a book came out by a, a, a New York prize-winning uh, author, Chris DeRose, D-E-R-O-S-E. -E. He wrote a book called The Fighting Bunch, <clears throat> and then colon, this is the title. You can look it up. The, the Fighting Bunch, The Battle of Athens, and How War, World War II Veterans Won the Only Successful and Armed Rebellion Since the Revolution. 
Now, you don't need the whole title. If you just do The Fighting Bunch, The Battle of Athens, you'll find it by Christy Rose. I'm going to get me a copy because I think it's a great book. And it and let me read a little. Let me read the summary is of you. That should whet your appetite, as someone once said. Krista Rose reveals the true, never before told story of the men who brought their overseas combat experience to wage war against a corrupt political machine in their hometown. Did you think that the Revolutionary War was the only time they we used arms to overthrow an election? Now we've been talking all this talk, like the. Uh, the Brunson brothers, who were just, some of them were just at Glad Tidings here two months ago. The Brunson brothers, four of them, filed a lawsuit that they tried to get to the Supreme Court to overthrow the 2020 elections. And the Supreme Court just rejected it uh, either yesterday or the day before. And um, so did you, you didn't realize that there had been an armed conflict inside the United States of America that that overthrew an election. Yeah, that's what this is all about. Uh, the, the battle of Athens. Okay. So here's what happened. The, the, the movie is a little bit different. A guy got killed in the movie, got shot. I think he got killed in, in the movie. It's a Mexican, uh, veteran in real life. It was a, uh, it was a black man that was killed. Nonetheless, uh, Bill White, the leader of these guys and the young men of McMinn County answered their nation's call after Pearl Harbor. They won the freedom of the world and returned to find that they had lost the freedom at home. A corrupt political machine was in charge, protected by violent deputies fund funded by racketeering and kept in place by stolen elections. The worst allegations of voter fraud ever reported to the department of justice, according to the U S attorney general. To restore free government, McMinn's veterans formed the nonpartisan GI ticket to oppose the machine at the next election. On Election Day, August 1, 1946, the GIs and their reporters, supporters found themselves outgunned, assaulted, arrested, and intimidated. Deputies seized the ballot boxes before the election was even over and brought them back to the jail to count the ballots. Supposedly, I'm putting quotes around count the ballots. White, Bill White and a group of GIs, Bill White was one of them, in, in quotes, the fighting bunch, men who fought and survived Guadalcanal, the Bulge, Normandy, armed themselves out of the armory and demanded a fair count. When they were refused the most basic rights they had fought for, the men, all of whom believed they had seen the end of war, returned to the battlefield and risked their lives one last time. <clears throat> For the past seven decades, the participants of the battle of ballots and bullets and their families kept silent. In other words, since then, there had never been discussion in uh, Tennessee in, in McMinn County about this. Now in the fighting bunch, that's the name of the, the article or the uh, book, now, in the fighting bunch, after years of research, including exclusive interviews with the remaining witnesses, archival radio broadcasts, and interview tapes, scrapbooks, letters, diaries, Krista Rose has reconstructed one of the great untold stories of American history. I'm getting me a copy, and I'm anxious to read it, and I love the movie. You'll love the movie. It's clean. It's like movies used to be in America. It's clean. It's uh, very well done, great acting, and... Uh, 
no no foul language and all that crazy stuff. So uh, go go look at it, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, it it really touched me, and I wanted to read uh, a quote that uh, really meant something to me that Teddy Roosevelt said. And let me see if I can get it. I want you to think about this, please. It's short. You could write it down. Teddy Roosevelt said, Theodore Roosevelt, to be a patriot. Do you think you're a patriot? Do you consider yourself a patriot? To be a patriot is to stand by one's country, not its government. Does that that blow your mind? Theodore Roosevelt served, I think he served in another government, but he, he was the president of the United States. He said, to be a patriot is to stand by the country, not its government. I want you to think about that and ponder it and and what kind of impact that has on your life. The government, these guys came back after after being wounded and uh, being shell-shocked and having post-traumatic stress and faced uh, dishonest dishonest uh government all right i'm gonna take a break right now and i'm gonna play you a long clip that you'll really enjoy we'll be right back have to clap but he's clapping okay with the exploration of space having been defined in the 21st century we know then what we know now and what we know now is absolutely nothing we also know living in this century we know that the definitions from the last centuries of where we stand and where we go have to be the same definition of opportunity yeah Opportunity. Well, it was defined in the 20th century. Very good definition. Webster's Dictionary. <laughs> yeah, we had some good memories. Past becomes future, and future becomes present. And when you really think about that, I mean, when you really think about it, it makes sense when you actually rearrange the words. <laughs> Well, Clayton, Peter Hotez has been in the news media on pretty much a daily basis throughout the COVID era, um, whether he's demonizing the unvaccinated or uh, advocating mass vaccination um, of untested pharmaceutical products. Um, And he's portrayed as this kind of heroic figure who's uh, embattled by this powerful anti-vax lobby. And so... I wanted to to see who really is Peter Hotez, who's behind him, what's he actually about, um, because, you know, he may be an even more powerful figure in the near future. So I did a deep dive into his background, into his history, examined his statements, and what I found is shocking. So let's watch the first uh, part of my investigation into Peter Hotez. Throughout the COVID era, 
Few, if any, personalities have appeared on television more than Dr. Peter Hotez. Dr. Hotez, welcome to the show. Dr. Hotez, thank you so much for taking the time. Dr. Hotez, welcome back to the News Hour. He has forcefully advocated the most authoritarian and destructive measures from lockdowns. We may have to go through that full lockdown. Intensify uh, social distancing control. Social isolation, absolutely mandatory. Mask mandates. Too many people are defiant of masks. And most of all, to inject all of humanity with experimental pharmaceutical products. Vaccine mandates every kid over the age of 12. Not only we're going to fully vaccinate the American people, but vaccinate the planet, vaccinate the entire world. You have to aggressively vaccinate. There's no real option here. Vaccinate the Southern Hemisphere. Vaccinate the African continent, South Asia, and Latin America. You know, we're looking at up to eight, nine billion doses. Let's go vaccinate the African people. And the security of the country depends on getting everybody vaccinated. Hotez has received countless honors and awards, from local restaurants to the American Medical Association and the city of Houston, where he now resides. Hereby proudly proclaim this day, November 25th, 2021, as Dr. Peter Hotez Day in the city of Houston. He is even nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. As this investigation will reveal, Peter Hotez has spent decades cozying up to powerful interests in the pharmaceutical industry, billionaire foundations, and the U.S. government. He has treated the world as a laboratory, exploiting every opportunity to undermine regulation and test new drugs on unsuspecting populations, precisely the opposite of the image of public health servant that he projects. In 1989, Hotez's first postdoctoral award was from Pfizer, along with $100,000. This allowed him to continue experiments for a human hookworm vaccine that he had begun years earlier, a project that, to this day, has not succeeded. Mr. Hotez has been deeply embedded in the pharmaceutical industry since the very earliest stage in his career. In 2003, he was a Pfizer visiting professor in tropical diseases at the State University of New York at Stony Brook. The same year, he began work on a coronavirus vaccine, but shelved the project after the SARS virus flamed out, and he could not find funding. Hotez's career has largely been devoted to development of drugs to test on underdeveloped and hyper-exploited countries in Latin America, South Asia, and Africa. He owes much of his success to three figures, Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, and Bill Clinton. In 1996, Fauci approved a $2.9 million NIAID grant for Hotez to study tropical diseases, carrying on a program that began in the Rockefeller Foundation, notorious for its funding a century earlier of the eugenics movements in the United States and Nazi Germany. Hotez would later coin these maladies neglected tropical diseases. He would sometimes describe them as anti-poverty vaccines. But most of these diseases exist because of poverty, Hotez himself has admitted as much. You know, we call them tropical diseases. It's a bit of a misnomer. They're diseases of poverty. Poverty is the overriding determinant. The CDC explains that several of the neglected tropical diseases can be controlled or even eliminated, and improving basic water, sanitation, and hygiene are highly effective strategies. If you really worry about neglected tropical diseases, then you're really worried about sanitation, because sanitation is the primary reason why we've had an increase in lifespan over the last 150 years. It's the number one reason. It's 90% of the answer. So antibiotics and all these other things have had no role vaccines compared to uh, sanitation. Rather than address root causes, Hotez has spawned a neglected tropical disease industrial complex dependent on the perpetual poverty that he claims his pharmaceutical products combat. 
In 2000, with $18 million from the Gates Foundation, he founded his own department in George Washington University and, now heading the prestigious Sabin Institute, started the Human Hookworm Vaccine Initiative to continue its development. Uh, one of the foundation's key partners uh, is Professor Peter Hotez, who's doing inspiring work on tropical diseases, and we're uh, very excited about uh, being able to back uh, some breakthroughs there and, and uh, have a, a huge impact. Hotez wrote in 2004, with funding from the Gates Foundation, I believe that we can have in hand over the next decade vaccines for malaria, dengue, and hookworm. At the 2006 Clinton Global Initiative, the Sabin Institute launched its global network for tropical neglected diseases. Clinton decided that these neglected tropical diseases needed attention, so it was actually CGI has been incredibly uh, important in the development of this organization to give it the attention it needs. And as a result of CGI, we've been able to now attract some large-scale uh, donors. U.S. government money quickly began to pour in. A $350 million initiative to target neglected tropical diseases. When Hillary Clinton took over the State Department in 2009, USAID's annual neglected tropical disease budget nearly tripled. We are the global leader in the fight against neglected tropical diseases. From the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which has given billions to, to revive immunization campaigns and discover new vaccines to the Clinton Foundation. From 2006 to 2021, the agency spent $1.1 billion and pharmaceutical companies gave $28.6 billion worth of drugs to administer. When it comes to fighting neglected tropical diseases, the commitment of the pharmaceutical industry starts at the highest levels of leadership. For Hotez, these diseases and conditions are mere pretexts to develop and deliver drugs. After a 2010 cholera outbreak in Haiti, Hotez remarked, this is an opportunity to really think about ways to use the vaccine. Hotez has been a member and regular guest at subsequent Clinton Global Initiatives, appealing for money to develop more drugs. I'm back this year talking about the need for the fact that we need innovation to make a new round of medicines and vaccines. In 2014, President Obama named Hotez as U.S. science envoy to implement what he called vaccine diplomacy in the Middle East and North Africa. Hotez wrote that vaccine science diplomacy could also lead to the development and testing of some highly innovative neglected disease vaccines, and that poor populations have rights to biomedical innovation. In September 2014, Ebola virus in West Africa provided this opportunity. Ebola fears throughout the country. Experts now warning of the unavoidable spread of the virus in Europe. And what happened to that vaccine for Ebola? The Obama administration deployed 3,000 troops to Liberia. We're going to establish a military command center in Liberia to support civilian efforts across the region, similar to our response after the Haiti earthquake. For Anthony Fauci and Peter Hotez, it was a golden opportunity. I'm so excited to know that President Obama sent in 3,000 troops to create some semblance of a healthcare infrastructure. It makes it possible right. now to introduce these new products. Something I'm very excited about, it's now going to create a mechanism to uh, uh, bring in new interventions, new drugs, new vaccines that you couldn't bring in otherwise in, in a very chaotic situation. We're going to start a very much expanded clinical trial in West Africa, likely in Liberia. Obama sought $6 billion to support these efforts. Our scientists continued their urgent research 
in the hope of finding new treatments and perhaps vaccines. And today I'm calling on Congress to approve the funding that we've requested. While the government, pharmaceutical companies and their functionaries sought to conduct medical experiments, one bioethicist spoke out. These drugs have never been tested in humans. Therefore, the dangerous and adverse effects can neither be known nor safely predicted. It's entirely possible they may be ineffective or even harmful. What has been done here is not research, but rather it is scary experimental treatment. Some of these misadventures occurred on the African continent, leading to a pervasive distrust of Western drug companies using Africans as their experimental guinea pigs. The stark reality is that pharmaceutical companies are a business, and the business has to have a market. Though Ebola eventually subsided without any vaccines, Hotez and the Sabin Institute have continued developing them along with other products. In September 2022, he attempted to again rebrand his experimental pharmaceutical products, this time as malnutrition vaccines, claiming that approval processes could be accelerated to help avert an imminent food catastrophe or even potential mass starvation events. We must begin this process imminently. To date, Hotez has received $4.2 million from Mexican billionaire Carlos Slim's foundation, $9.6 million from Fauci's NIAD, and $44 million from the Gates Foundation. He continues to maintain close relationships with pharmaceutical giants like Pfizer and Eli Lilly. Hotez's Sabin Institute is now at Baylor University in Houston, Texas, flush with funding from the Gates Foundation despite having never succeeded in developing a working vaccine. In the era of COVID-19, Hotez would become one of the most aggressive ideologues of the emergent biomedical security regime, demanding questioning be censored and criticism criminalized. third segment and uh, this is brought to you by Peachtree Health that's Dr. Joe Cassidy Dr. Cassidy is a uh, general practitioner doctor but the cool thing about him the what the reason I'm really interested in what he's doing is he's working a lot with addicts and it's kind of like y'all come over here and I'm going to help you so he and I have tag teamed together he's the doc and I'm kind of the logistics guy and we are helping people get off the streets, and we're advertising it. We're giving out our cell number because uh, we believe that that's what we should do. Addicts are valuable to the community. There are kids. There are parents. There are relatives. And we need to go get them and get them straightened out and get, get their life back for them. So in order to do that, uh, we hope better from the government. The government takes our tax dollars and said they're going to use it for drug rehab, et cetera, et cetera. Then they don't use it for that. They use it for uh, white-collar welfare and people that just sit in offices and just talk about getting something done. If they were actually getting paid for an outcome, they'd all go broke. So uh, you can reach Dr. Cassidy. What we want you to do if you're addicted to something, like anything from alcohol to any kind of drug, um, even tobacco, 
give give Peachtree Health a call at 530-749-3242. Now, some people get confused. You cannot text that number. You have to call that number. That's an old that's an old school landline. 530-749-3242. And they do have auto attendant with the mechanical answering and stuff. And so if if you can't make it through there to Dr. Cassidy, then uh, if you do, just ask for an appointment with Dr. Cassidy. They'll probably say, what's your problem? They'll just say addiction. And they should hook you right up. If there's any hitching to get along, I'm going to give you Dr. Cassidy's cell number. And you can text it during the day once. Don't trust it three times, two times, five times. Don't bother him, right? Text it once during the day, not at night when he's trying to sleep. So 530-682-8648, 682-8648. That's his cell number. When you get it, when you when you get in there or when you send your message, uh, just put your name, addiction, and your phone number, okay? And uh, if if some if all else if you get totally confused, always remember my number and I'll get you straightened out, which is what I did last week when the guy tried to text the landline. So just uh, text me or call me any time of the night or day. I don't care. Five three zero seven one three eighteen thirty eight seven one three eighteen thirty eight, and we are going to get you checked over. Every addict is different. Every, every addict has different needs. Some have other physical needs. Some have diabetes. Some have trouble breathing. Some have this. Some have that kind of issue, heart problems, da-da-da. They need to be checked over, and then we need to find out what's best. Do you need an outpatient care? Do you need inpatient care? What do you need? We'll find it for you, Dr. Cassidy and I, okay? So give us a shout-out. Give us a chance. Now, listen, if you're thinking about giving up, a lot of my addict friends take their lives. They get so frustrated after the party's over, after many years, and the party's been over for a long time, and they're just addicts. They get frustrated, and they think they can't get off. You can get off, and you can get your life back, and you can have a good life. And uh, the reason I say that's not because so, I read it in some book or heard it from the government or some advertisement on TV. I actually have my friends or all kinds of people that have been strung out on this, done time for this, done this, done that, done crazy things, and now... They have their life back. They have a place to live. They have a car that's legal. They're able to drive around. They have a job. They have a lady or a guy, whatever the case may be. They have children back in their life. It's a good deal. So let's get it on and move on up, all right? Okay, and also uh, North Valley Paralegal Nellie Garcia, she moved over to 1110 Civic Center Boulevard. So if you drove by Sutter Street, you think, where's Nellie? Go over to 1110 Civic Center Boulevard. It's right off Highway 20, going west out of Yuba City. Uh, before you get to uh, Sam's Club out there and Walmart, uh, it's 1110 Civic Center Boulevard. Take a ride over there. It's uh, Suite 202A, 202A, and just call her to make an appointment, 530-751-9289. Most people think if they have a legal problem uh, or they have to get something taken care of, they want to make a will or they want to make this or trust or they want to change, they want to add somebody onto an account or something, they want to get their life in order, right? Or they want to fix something that doesn't seem right. Or they want to change their name or whatever, whatever. There's just a hundred different things. Nellie Garcia can do it for you. And the nice thing is you're not paying attorney fees. It's lots, lots cheaper. And and you get treated personally. And you get treated with respect. 
and she's honest, which is a big deal. Attorneys, I guess they don't insist on them being honest. You know, you can be a liar and still be a part of the Bar Association. Like that guy uh, Gimblin in town, he's a liar. And he's uh, part of the Bar Association. Nobody cares. They don't do anything about it. Steve Gimblin, I think his name is. North Valley Paralegal is where you want to go, and she'll treat you like your family, okay? All right, so I'm going to get back into it here. And, and this is a little bit shorter segment because I got I had an 11-minute clip there I wanted to blow your mind with. I got a couple longer clips today than normal because they're just so important, and I couldn't do it better than they did it. So I think if somebody's speaking and I like them better than I speak, I'm going to switch over and give them to you straight instead of us. Uh, so I tell a lot of times people say, I'm just going to give you the phone number. A guy was I was meeting with before I did the show today. And he said, man, I need to, we're getting ready to do some classes in the Yuba County jail. He's the chaplain for the Yuba County jail. And he runs a church out on Northfield road. His name's Carrie Brown. And he said, man, I'd like to talk to doc, get to know Dr. Cassidy. And I said, well, let me give you his number and you can just call him yourself. <laughs> right. Why, why do I need to link you up? Just here you go. Take the number, dial him up, text him up. So, uh, okay. Uh, we're trying to get people some, some information to help them with their lives. And uh, by the way, another clip that just today, man, three or four people were blasting me. I mean, I don't mean it rudely. I mean, they're just connecting with me thinking, Oh, you should look at this. You should look at that. So one lady, so I got one from Missouri and then I got a couple from the Yuba Sutter area where I live. And this one lady, one day or can't remember now which one gave me which, but anyway, one of the, uh, <clears throat> one of the uh, doctors for America's frontline doctors just got some research from funeral directors in New Zealand. Now, don't you know that funeral directors can just tell you the truth about how situation went down situation? It may be all hush, hush, hush. What happened? Was he shot? Was he strangled? Was he run over with a Mack truck? Did he fall off a tall building? The funeral director knows, right? <laughs> Did she have a tattoo on her rear end? Yeah, the funeral director knows. So funeral directors know a lot about what's going on with COVID. And most of them are afraid to talk. Now, one of them, right during COVID, told me that health officials, government health officials, were calling him, telling him to change the death certificate because they help prepare the death certificate, right? They fill part of it out. And then it eventually ends up with the uh, health officer of the county, and she or he signs off on it, and then it's then you get to take a copy of that and change things around, called a death certificate in the state of California, probably in every state. So the, my funeral director, who I knew some in the area, uh, he I was talking to him one day, asked, just chit-chatting, how's it going? Are you busy? Oh, yeah, he says, very busy, 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 busy. And he says, he said, crazy things are happening. I said, crazy like what? He said, I got health officials that are calling me to go talk to the doctor and to convince the doctor to change the cause of death to COVID, not the jab. This is before the jab. And I thought, you know something, now— uh, the New Zealand funeral directors, here, here's what they're saying. that n This is unbelievable. It's not just like people, dead people coming through their home, funeral home. They're just not saying dead people are dying from the jab. They're not just saying young dead people are calling from the, dying from the jab. They're not just saying 
dead young people are dying from the jab within two weeks of getting jabbed. They're saying 95% of the people that are coming through their homes dead are dying from the jab, not from COVID. They're dying from adverse vaccine effects from the jab. And many, many, many of them are young people that have blood clots, have quick-growing cancers, and uh, have myocarditis, effects of myocarditis. Blood clots, myocarditis, and cancers. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. That was sent to me just before I came on the air, so I thought, why wait a whole week? I'm just going to set aside some of the things I got right here and get into that. That should get your attention. That's New Zealand. Now, I've, I've been tempted because I know some of the mort- morticians around the area here in Yuba Sutter. known them for years because I've worked with them uh, when I used to work with law enforcement and fire as a chaplain. And, uh, and I could ask them anonymously, <clears throat> what's shaking over there? So uh, I don't think that the county officials want to ask them. I don't think that our health officer wants to ask them because she just wants to hide her head in the sand. She is not a real doctor. She is a faux doctor, F-A-U-X doctor. So it's interesting that America is becoming more and more like the old Soviet Union, not even the current Russia, but the old Soviet Union, which was secret, secret, secret. Everything's a secret. And then everything is misinformation. And because they had a national news outlet in, in the Soviet Union back in the day, they didn't have like ABC, CBS, NBC, XYZ. They didn't have multiple news outlets. They had one, and it was called Pravda, P-R-A-V-D-A. And Pravda was just like the government mouthpiece. They they said, uh, I don't know whether you just see, Seymour Hersh just came out with a book that said, basically said that, remember when Obama went on the air and told how right before the election, just shazam, right before the election, he said, uh, you know, he's going to get reelected. He's trying to get reelected. And he said how they, they uh, shook down Obama, right? Os- I mean, Osama bin Laden. Remember that? Seymour Hersh said the whole thing was a lie. Yeah, oh, yeah, the guy got killed, but not like he said. The whole thing he read off that was a big write-up from his government was fraudulent. You can read all about it. Uh, so uh, anyway, most of what we're hearing now, if not all of it, is a complete lie. So, Or we're not being told. So they don't want to tell anything about the, the shot deaths, even though when— they had just 25 or 30 adverse reactions to the swine flu shot back in the 1970s. Uh, They canceled and threw away hundreds of thousands, hundreds of millions of vaccine shots to save lives. And the president went online, took a shot, took a jab, said, do it just like me. We're all going to save lives. And people started dying because of the jab. And right at the beginning, they said, get rid of all that stuff. We're not going to give it to the American people. Today, there's something different going on in America. It's a scam to kill the people of America, to shrink the population. That's going to solve environmental problems. According to the, to the weirdos, environmental weirdos, uh, it's, it's a Democrat. It's a liberal uh, craziness. It's a utopian uh, disaster. 
and they're going to shrink the population of the world, and they're going to shrink as many brown people and black people as they can. They're going to vaccinate them to death. That's exactly what they're saying. Uh, so anyway, I had seen somebody. Uh, it was a guy on one of the uh, TikTok clips or something, a guy saying they're hiding a lot of deaths at Fort Bragg Military Base. That's I think it's the largest base in the United States, Fort Bragg. It's not Fort Bragg, California. They have around 54,000 military uh, people on base there, including special forces, the Joint Special Operations Command, and the Airborne Corps, all at Fort Bragg. <clears throat> That's a lot of people, right? That's like uh, Marysville, where I live, just got 12,000 people. And uh, so maybe just in the city limits of Yuba City and Marysville, we'd cover at least 54,000 people, right? So that's a big, that's a lot of people. However, in a year and a half, 18 months, 80 soldiers. Now, you know, somebody's going to die, right? Some, But these are all young people. These people are not retirees. These people don't have, you can't even make it in the military if you've got health issues. You know that, don't you, right? Or if you're fat. If you're fat, if you're a doper, or you got health issues, you can't come in the military, or you're stupid, right? Fat, stupid, unhealthy. You can't come in. 80 soldiers have died suddenly without explanation, generally without explanation. 33 of those deaths are still undetermined. That's the same way as uh, Sarah Matthews Easton. She was the wife of uh, police chief of Marysville, Aaron Easton. It's been, what, six, seven, eight years? Six years, seven years? Undetermined. Gunshot to the head while the husband was in the house. Kids were in the house. Undetermined. 33 as to the cause, and, and three Fort Bragg soldiers died in combat overseas. Okay, that's pretty. that's part of the job, right? Dying in combat. Sometimes they die in an airplane crash. Seth Harp, an investigator reporter for Rolling Stone, reported reported this, this fact that I just mentioned, and how odd it was. And um, and they've kind of stopped the the military has kind of stopped talking about it. So Fort Bragg soldiers have been tur- Harp writes they've been turning up unresponsive in their barracks on a disturbingly regular basis. In other words, dude. Hey, 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 aren't you going to get up? We're going to get in trouble. Get up, get up. So Caleb Smither, Terrence Salazar, Jamie Boger, Joshua Diamond, Matthew Disney, Michael Rubino, Michael Hamilton, and numerous others who they are not willing to even name them. Two soldiers, Joshua Diamond and Matthew Disney, died on the same day. Both had drugs involved in their deaths. And two weeks later, Airborne Master Sergeant Martin Acevedo, the third was caught trafficking cocaine. There's always been some trafficking of, of uh, drugs in the military. In fact, the CIA has been one of the biggest cocaine importers uh, in, in America. And I uh, know that on firsthand knowledge. American Captain Robert Latham died from an apparent heart attack despite only being 32. That's telling me I'm out of time. I'm going to have to take a break. We're going to just have a couple more clips. I'm going to come back. We'll start the second half of the show. Felt so good. Red 
fighting continues, provoking a war with Russia. More evidence is piling up that the entire conflict is designed to protect U.S. military labs conducting illegal biological experiments. When America's Pearson Sharp explains. For most of us Americans, the so-called war in Ukraine doesn't make a lot of sense. But when you start to dig under the surface, under the slick media propaganda promoting war and destruction, then you'll understand why our leaders are pushing America to kick off World War III. To put it simply, Ukraine is the deep state. I don't mean it's a part of it, I mean it is the deep state. Ukraine isn't even its own country anymore. It's been bought and sold by the West for the West, and a Western puppet has been put in power to do the bidding of his Western masters. President Volodymyr Zelensky isn't the leader of Ukraine. He's an actor who was hired to play a part so Washington can continue using Ukraine as its own personal money laundering piggy bank and bioweapons playground. Those biological and chemical weapons facilities the mainstream media won't talk about? Yeah, they're real. And there's a good chance they were even instrumental in cooking up COVID-19. Independent journalist Clandestine exposed the evidence on Twitter, pointing out the whole operation started back in 2005, when then-Senator Barack Hussein Obama took a trip to Ukraine with Senator Richard Lugar to inspect former Soviet weapons facilities. In reality, the U.S. was taking control of these top-secret bioweapons facilities, complete with a fully-stocked arsenal of the deadliest nuclear and chemical weapons on the planet. And for the next decade and a half, top-secret U.S. government research was carried out in these labs, without any oversight or accountability. That's how Joe Biden and his son Hunter were able to get their foot in the door with Hunter's company, Metabiota. Hunter's firm, Rosemont Seneca, actually invested half a million dollars in the San Francisco pathogen research company, Metabiota, working in Ukraine, on top of millions in additional funding he secured through other firms like Goldman Sachs. The situation came to a head in 2014, when Obama's regime, including the CIA and Assistant Secretary of State Victoria Nuland, toppled Ukraine's democratically elected government with a fake civil war. A leaked phone call actually exposed Newland plotting how Ukraine's new government should work. I don't think Cleach should go into the government. I don't think it's necessary. I don't think it's a good idea. Flash forward to 2022 and Washington vehemently denied there were any bio labs in Ukraine or that the U.S. had anything to do with them, mocking the people who questioned the narrative as nothing more than dirty conspiracy theorists. Yeah, but, but uh, can you explain to us, what it, has there been any relationship between the We are not, not developing biological or chemical weapons inside Ukraine. It's not happening. But that story didn't stick for long, and good old Victorian Newland, under pressure from Senator Marco Rubio, finally cracked and admitted that, yes, there are in fact bioweapons labs in Ukraine. Does Ukraine have chemical or biological weapons? Uh, Ukraine has uh, biological research facilities, 
which, in fact, we are now quite concerned Russian troops, Russian forces may be seeking to uh, gain control of. So we are working with the Ukrainians on how they can prevent any of those research materials from falling into the hands of uh, Russian forces should they approach. So these labs are so dangerous, in fact, that the State Department is terrified the Russians might get their hands on them. And let's be clear, Russia has been sounding the alarm that these labs not only exist, but that they're producing biochemical weapons at the request of the Biden crime family. During the military operation in Ukraine, Russian personnel acquired over 20,000 documents, reference and analytical materials, as well as surveyed witnesses and participants of the U.S. biological programs. The materials confirmed that the Pentagon, aimed at creating a biological weapon and testing it on the population of Ukraine and other countries along the perimeter of the Russian borders. After the deep state's overthrow of Ukraine's government in 2014, Biden visited the country more than 13 times. And Moscow has warned that Biden needs to explain his son's involvement with these labs. We can confirm that the Kyiv regime is engaged in military biological programs financed by the United States of America. It's impossible these programs were used to benefit science and peace because they were financed by the U.S. Department of Defense. The Pentagon and Joe Biden must officially explain to the global community about the programs in Ukraine. And as it turns out, the Russians were right. Because according to official documents uncovered by investigators at the expose, government funding records show the Department of Defense awarded $370,000 to biolabs in Ukraine for COVID-19 research in November of 2019. For anyone keeping track, that's three months before the WHO officially even named the Chinese virus COVID-19. But you won't find it now, though, because the very day the conflict with Russia started, Zelensky ordered all these documents on Ukraine's biolabs and their ties to Hunter Biden to be destroyed. All our taxes are going to Ukraine not to fight for their freedom, but to pay for the deep state to design bioweapons to enslave the American people and destroy our lives. We're financing our own destruction and being called traitors and unpatriotic when we resist. As Clandestine pointed out on Twitter, all of these agents of evil, Big Pharma, the mainstream media, the deep state in Washington, Zelensky and the WHO are all working together to cover up their crimes. Russia isn't the villain here. Our own government is. Russia may have even had an obligation to fight back against the bioterrorism America is apparently conducting in Ukraine. Until these criminals are brought to justice, more of our tax dollars will be spent on weapons destroying Ukraine, more innocent lives will be lost, and the United States will march ever closer to World War
All right. So, um, so Robert Latham died of an apparent heart attack. These guys are young. He's 32. Physically fit, man. They're physically fit. They're working out. 38-year-old Green Beret, Calvin Rockward, died from an apparent sudden unexpected medical event. Bang. All of them got the jab, right? They, if they're still in, they got the jab. No exemptions, no waivers. In December 2020, the military health system started to administer the COVID vax. And since then, the military's inoculated 90.1% of those service members who were on active duty. That's 6.4 million doses. Listen, people, millions of those are going to die. Sorry to say, I'm not happy about it. I didn't do it. I didn't. I've been talking against it since the beginning. And I feel good about it because I think I saved some lives. People told me right away, I wrote an article for the territorial dispatch that the COVID thing was a fraud and people come up to me with that paper a copy a photocopy of it saying this saved my life defense medical you know there's a deal called DMED DMED the defense medical epidemiology database they're in charge of ensuring soldiers are combat ready and the DMED is the armed forces surveillance branches web based tool to remotely Query de-identified active component personnel and medical event data contained. These guys don't know how to write sentences. This thing is like a paragraph in a sentence. So in other words, they keep track of all the funky things that happen to personnel and what kills them. So data from DMED was retrieved by attorneys Thomas Renz, who is suing everybody back in the Midwest, and Lee Dundas, who's down in Orange County, and she's been up here in Sutter County, spoke numbers of times. They're both fighter attorneys for righteousness. And they have been getting information from DMED and uh, through whistleblowers like doctor. These are doctors, all three of them, Samuel Sigaloff, Peter Chambers, and Teresa Long. Teresa Long is amazing. She was actually in charge of checking all the pilots to make sure every year that they're healthy. And uh, Teresa Long also has a PhD. She's just not a medical doctor, but she's got a lot more education and all kinds of stuff having to do with trauma, military, all that kind of stuff. They took information from DMED, these three doctors, and gave it to Senator Ron Johnson, who has had hearings in Washington, D.C., Senate subcommittee hearings. Uh, and the roundtable meeting I saw were lawyers and doctors, Rents, Dundas, and all kinds of doctors. Ryan Cole from Idaho was there. He's got the largest pathology lab in the United States. Ryan Cole is outspoken about the amount of cancer has gone through the roof and as well as blood clots, as well as uh, heart attacks, etc. One of the military doctors testified, it is my professional opinion that the major increases incidences in incidences of the above discussed instances of miscarriage. Gosh, these people can't write. So in other words, she's saying, it is my professional opinion that the spike in miscarriages, cancers, and disease were due to COVID-19 vaccinations. Uh, the rate, come on, people, 
the the rate of medical issues that have, we're talking about all kinds of medical issues. Like I had a friend the other day who works at Beale Air Force Base, and he admitted to me that he took the jab because of his job. He's going to lose his job. So all of a sudden, one of the other guys I know said, "Hey, so and so's sick, really sick." And I said, "Oh, what's what's the problem?" He said, "I don't I don't know. He's just not. He's just really in a bad way. Hadn't been around much." So I saw him the other day, and he said, "Oh man," I said, "You've been sick." He said, "Yeah." He says, "My my immune system crashed, broke out in shingles, had really high blood pressure, searing headaches. This is." This is killing the immune system of human beings. Human beings cannot live without an immune system, folks. I don't care whether you jab all kinds of chemicals. They're going to die. So what happens is all the medical issues you might be prone to, but your immune system keeps a cap on it, to say it in lay lay terms. You know, let me just say to you doctors out, out there, just go screw yourself. You hear me? Let me tell it one more time. Let's just go screw you, screw yourself. Because we're, we're, we didn't go to medical school does not mean we're stupid. We may live a wild life, but it doesn't mean we're stupid. And um, you're stupid by buying into the government dogma, right? So all these medical issues that people are having are because their immune system has crashed. And too many of my friends have died and got really sick for me to be happy about you. So my friends who went in to get their 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 son's collarbone checked over after they got it looked over at the local urgent care, then they said, go see an orthopedic surgeon, make sure that that thing's going to heal up right. They went into Dr. Denota, who's over here in Yuba City, and he jerked the wife and the son around, although they were polite. They're charactered people. They were polite. They said, no, thank you, and offered the mask. They said, you got to wear a mask. They got into a big, the, the office staff got into a big tizzy over it. The office staff was polite to him, but Dr. Denota is known to be a jerk. In fact, after I talked about this last week on the radio, I had a lady call me and said, I won't go back to him. I've, I've been to him before. He was a jerk even with before covid so I got her another orthopedic person to go to for her knee. So anyway, I have, I've about had it up to here with doctors. It's one thing if you're going to be a sissy, if you got a big brain but no backbone. I got it. I got it. I, I can handle it. But you don't have a right to tell people a lie, particularly when you don't think you're going to be able to be held accountable for your lies. So as far as my, I'm concerned, you can go to hell. How about that? Now, these guys say the rate of medical issues that have been reported, this is in the military, people, has spiked by 1,000% since the vaccines became available. Does that get your attention or does nothing get your attention? Are you like brain dead over there? You're going to keep complying I think it was Bobby Kennedy that said nobody escaped a totalitarian government by complying. I was so proud of this mom. I know her. She's a, a, a wonderful woman. They have a wonderful family. And the boy is a very gracious, polite guy. He's all boy, but he ain't going to talk trash or you're not going to hear any foul language. Or he ain't going to get... He, he, 
he controls himself. They're, they're fortunate that, those, that they, the dad wasn't there because he's a protector. And uh, I am sick of doctors gaslighting. If you don't know what gaslighting is, you need to look it up and watch the movie. Because when doctors tell you that, oh, you're not caring about your fellow humans, you're not caring about, you know, you need to respect the staff here, go screw yourself. That's a big gaslight. You're lying. You're liars. Or you're about the most, you shouldn't be in the profession because people respect the medical profession as being well-educated and vetted. Some of you got through the screening process. Fortunately, the staff at the doctor's office at Donato's office was were nice. It was him that gets all the kudos for being an idiot. So I looked up a bunch of orthopedic folks for my friends, both sets of friends. Now one that called me from the radio when they heard me talking about Donato and uh, they're going elsewhere. Hallelujah to you. What I'm telling you is that Don't take the jab for God's sake. And I mean that. I'm not cursing. I'm saying for God's sake. You were created by God. You need to take care, if you ever read the Bible, you need to take care of the temple. That that, that does not mean turn the temple over to government. The government is the worst place you could turn the temple over to. I even have great doctors who said, do not, your doctor, your medical, your medical care, your health is your responsibility, not your doctors. The doctors are your specialists to give you advice on things you don't understand. That's why it's so critical when they don't, either they don't understand what they're talking about or they're repeating something stupid from the government, which is what's going on in Yuba Sutter and throughout America. So you better know what's going on with COVID and what's going on with the jab before you put your... for. Many of you send your kids to get jabbed like they're, you got more concern over your puppies, for God's sake. There's a guy that I ran onto on, I don't know whether he can still be on YouTube. They're, they're just like uh, Twitter used to be. Dr. Richard Bartlett, who is a very fine doctor, and when people started coming in to the urgent care with COVID symptoms, He was working in urgent care. He had a private practice. He's a Texas physician with 30 years experience. And he began to research, 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 just like Zeb Zelenko did in New York. And he came up with an anti-asthma treatment called budesonide, which is an inhaler. And he even, he took people with, had comorbidities. They even had cancer plus, plus COVID symptoms. And in 24 hours with a budesonide inhaler, he was turning them around because this COVID thing is is a uh, a problem with your breathing. That's when it gets people. So he is now saying that he calls them Frankenstein viruses that have been created in the labs. This thing is causing all kinds of things to go on. And now we have huge spikes. I keep talking about syphilis, right? I told you that Dr. Lou was ignoring syphilis. You know, Dr. Lou is the health official. The health, if, what what do you think? Why do we even need a health department? Do you think they make you healthy? They don't make me healthy. I, I, I did everything they said to do. I did everything opposite. 
and I'm healthy as a horse. And the people that followed the directions of Yuba Sutter Health are dying and are sick and have all kinds of uh, vaccine injuries. Why are we funding the health department, for God's sake? And so during COVID, I had doctors tell me they would call the health department and report their diagnosis of syphilis or gonorrhea or chlamydia because they were, I don't know whether it's a requirement of law or whether they just did that as a courtesy to let them know these people should be followed up with to see who their partners were. So see if their partners would then want to come in for testing. Doctors don't have the time to do that with their caseload, but that the health departments can, they could send a health nurse and call them up and offer some services to stop the spread of venereal disease, right? Bad news. So now we have in Mississippi a thousand percent increase in syphilis in the last six years. Congenital syphilis. That's when mothers have syphilis and pass it onto their babies before they're born. And now we have right on into COVID, we're having a big outbreak of weird stuff. Hepatitis, we're having an outbreak of. We're having an outbreak of syphilis even worse. In 2021, congenital syphilis cases nationwide more than nearly tripled from 920, well, more than doubled, 921 to 2000 in 2017 to 2,677, almost tripled. 2,700 would be a triple. 2,677. Do you think that should get your attention? We're not talking about just syphilis in an adult male or adult female. We're talking about congenital syphilis. That kills babies. That causes babies to come out with brain-damaged babies or malformed babies. Bartlett's one of the sharpest doctors in Texas. He was appointed by Rick Perry to be on his uh, task force, uh, Health Disparities Task Force. He got a Meritorious Service Award. He was asked to uh, set up a Regeneron monoclonal antibody. Remember monoclonal antibodies that were helping people, the older people, helping them beef up their uh, immune systems. So COVID couldn't have any impact on them. He set up that in one month. He saw nearly, he said nearly 1000 patients received infusions. Do you know how many patients during COVID that uh, Dr. Lou saw? None. Dr. Barla said they saw nearly 1000 patients that got infusions of Regeneron. You think you could find Regeneron? You know, they lied to my friend over at Adventist. They told her they wouldn't give her any monoclonal antibodies until she couldn't breathe. It's just the opposite. You give monoclonal antibodies before the person has any big problems so they don't have a problem with breathing. When you do, when you get to the end and you have a problem with breathing, it's not much can save you. Except maybe Dr. Bartlett's uh, budesonide, but they wouldn't use it out here. I'm telling you people, the medical community killed off the population. They harvested the population. And you can ask your former, your, your, not your former, but your friends that are morticians. Bartlett's COVID efforts included his discovery that the asthma drug budesonide could be used for early treatment of all symptoms. And, and you know, it's interesting, over at Denota's office, they didn't ask 
whether the son, the boy had any breathing problems before they asked him to put on a mask. He happened to have bad asthma. Who was, his mom did not want to restrict his airway because I don't know if you ever had, I've had asthma when I was a youngster and I'm telling you, it's a freaky operation, man. People just, their, their windpipe just shuts down. Bartlett was also the group of scientists and researchers called public health and medical professionals for transparency that submitted a Freedom of Information Act request to the FDA. You know what they were asking for? The safety data of Pfizer's COVID vaccine. And you know what the result was? Pfizer went to court and they said, we don't want to tell you what our safety data was for 75 years. Do you remember that? This is Bartlett, who was a, the, in the group that asked for that. They went to a judge, and for God's sake, Judge Mark Pittman of Fort Worth, Texas, ordered the release of approximately 450,000 pages. That's how, how much Pfizer said, oh, you know, we're going to have to go through a half million pages, and we'll give it to you a certain amount every month, 50 pages a month. The, the, the Mark Pittman, the judge said, we want 55,000 pages every month. In the documents that came out, there was a list of over 1,200 adverse events from the vaccine that included several dozen autoimmune disorders and the AIDS-related cancer called Kaposi's sarcoma. That's where you get all the lesions up in the mouths. Gnarly, man. It's a gnarly disease. We're talking about an immune, uh, impaired immune system. By their own omission, according to Bartlett, there are dozens of reports of different issues associated with the use of their product. James Thorpe, a Florida-based OBGYN who specializes in maternal fetal medicine, is totally freaked out about the results. Thorpe said he's seen a substantial increase in infertility, miscarriage, and fetal death. Do you hear me? You want kids? You take the jab? How would we, if we would have gone along with this, if that judge wouldn't been courageous and said, turn out 55,000 pages a month, we would not have known this information. So now we got a syphilis outbreak. He calls them Frankenstein viruses. Interesting how the terms that I'm not saying I'm a psychic or a prophet. I'm just saying I was calling these guys Frankenstein three years ago. He says that he said we got autoimmune disorders, cancers, and now in 2022, a sudden outbreak of hepatitis. Bartlett says he begs the question: What if the Astro? It's not. It's not Astro. It's Astra Zeneca COVID shot is an adenovirus that was manipulated in the lab. What if the Johnson and Johnson shot is an adenovirus manipulated? In the lab, weaponized. Do you know what I'm saying? 
The AstraZeneca shot itself has been banned in 18 nations already. I'll finish this when I come back. We'll be right back. reported a major oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico. Tonight in the Gulf of Mexico, an explosion on the soon-to-be-decommissioned oil rig triggered a fire which burned for three hours before it was extinguished. Officials don't yet know the exact cause of the explosion, but believe a malfunction in the cooling system may have been at fault. Due to the prompt response of the rescue unit, the structure was evacuated with no loss of life. A year later, the Deepwater Horizon exploded. Six months before 9-11, a lone gunman episode showed us the World Trade Center being targeted by a hijacked passenger plane. Corner of Liberty in Washington. More on that happened. World Trade Center. Couldn't crash the plane into the World Trade Center. And last year's film, White Noise, was about a train wreck that poisons a small town in Ohio. This is the very same story now playing out in real life. Within a year of White Noise's release, the actual event occurs in real life, in Ohio, in Texas, and in Michigan. This is known as predictive programming, and its purpose is to psychologically trick the minds of the masses into accepting major traumatic events that would otherwise be resisted. In the book Secret Societies and Psychological Warfare, Michael Hoffman describes a mind control technique known as the revelation of the method. And he writes that when the revelation of the method is performed in a veiled manner, accompanied by certain occult signs and symbolic words, and elicits no meaningful response of opposition or resistance from the target, it is one of the most efficacious techniques of psychological warfare and mind rape. Sarah Elkhaldi of the Alchemist YouTube channel does an excellent job of explaining all this. According to Elkhaldi, there is a law of nature in this universe that compels the dark occult to first gain our consent before trespassing against us, because they believe this protects them from the natural laws of cause and effect. They offered and we accepted, so it's all fair. A lack of response to an action is often taken as an approval of that action. And there is an old Latin proverb that says, he who is silent when he ought to have spoken and was able to, is taken to agree. Silence is considered by many to be a form of consent. And so it is through a veiled performance of the revelation of the method technique that these dark occultists believe they are gaining our consent. What we know as predictive programming with predictive programming, the minds of the masses 
are impregnated with visuals of a major event before it happens. This is done through all forms of media and can be very subtle so that nobody notices. But the subconscious mind notices everything and can easily be programmed through repetition. And so these controllers repeat whatever it is that they want us to accept as reality. Because these images are delivered to us through entertainment, they elicit no meaningful response of opposition or resistance. And so we accept them subconsciously. And when the event happens in real life, it is already familiar and acceptable to us, as if that's just the way it is. It's a mind trick, and it works by keeping everyone locked in a spectator state. This causes what is known as paradigm blindness, which is when a person is incapable of seeing any reality other than what they've already been exposed to by the media. This paradigm blindness will cause a person to get emotionally triggered whenever confronted with an alternative point of view that they have not been programmed to accept. It's a very powerful mind trick, and the solution is quite simple. We need to stop living as spectators of someone else's reality. We need to start creating our own reality, and we need to remember how to say no, because they offer it to us, and we accept it. Because the world is crazy right now. What is gas? $600 a gallon right now? All I'm, I don't care how much money you got. Gas is entirely too high. That's all I'm saying. You are not supposed to be at the gas station making life decisions. You just at the pump. Just Negro, did I eat today? I can't get no half a tank. I got six cigarettes. I can't even do it. They, they'll mess up the whole gas station experience. Used to be, if you had $10, $15, you could go to the gas station with confidence. Because you knew you was either going to be full or dead near full. If you had a 20, you ain't even talk to the person at the counter. You just 20 on the left, bitch. <laughs> they done messed up the whole gas station experience. Used to be, if you put $15 in your tank, you had time to bond with your vehicle. You had time to put the nozzle in and set the clicker and look through your car and clean off the dashboard and look through your CD and run in the store and get some Pringles and a snapper and it'll still be pumping. Now if you put $15 in, you can't even turn around good for that bitch click. As soon as you put it in, just click, click. There ain't no damn gas in that car. Bartlett says the vaccines have been promoted as safe and effective, but their origins leave the door open for far too many questions. Is it possible that they are making Frankenstein viruses in our labs? That's what you call weaponized viruses. How bizarre that it's not a hepatitis virus that's causing hepatitis, but a whole new virus that's not natural in any way causing hepatitis to kill babies. How could this even happen? 
These patients, like other pediatric patients throughout the world, also test positive for adenovirus. Adenovirus, coronavirus, rhinovirus are all mild upper respiratory viral infections. These are not killer. This is a common cold that they have jacked up and weaponized. You see what I'm saying? They didn't get rid of the common cold. They, they attached items to it to make it worse and more dogged. Let me give a shout out to a couple people and I'm going to go down and talk about a couple other cases of people. One person that died, another person is damaged for life. But let me mention Thrifty Rooter. If you got a, a need for to clean out some lines, I talked to one person the other day. He said, Lou, I need some. They called me on the day of the Saturday show, said I need some help with my plumbing. So Thrifty Rooter, if you got plumbing problems, you can't get the lines clean coming in or coming out, something's going on, Thrifty Rooter can be there quick in Yuba, Sutter, Butte, Nevada, even down in Lincoln, California, which is in Placer County. Thrifty Rooter, you can go to thriftyrooter.net, see all the different services they provide. They just don't blow out lines, clean out lines. They can help you relieve your septic tank and get, if you the septic tank leach system's not working, I've lived where we had that kind of system and sometimes something happens and you need to just get the dude pumped out. They have all that thriftyrooter.net tells all what they do and you can send them a electronic message. Boom, right off their internet site, thriftyrooter.net. Or you can call their landline. Don't text. It's not going to do any good. They're not going to come right. You got to call this number five, three, zero, six, seven, three, eight, two, zero, one, six, seven, three, eight, two, zero, one. They get there really quick because they got lots of workers. They got lots of people. So, uh, all right. Also want to mention uh, Greenitz Construction. If you want your kitchen and bath remodeled, there isn't anybody better in the Yuba Center area to do it. They do amazing work. They are reliable. You can trust them. You can count on their word. They will show up when they say they're going to be there. They will clean up when they walk out. You can check out their work at greenettsconstruction.com. That's the, the color green with ETZ on the end, greenettsconstruction.com. Or you could dial Dave Greenitz. You can uh, go on your Facebook and go Dave Greenitz Construction and look up there. They have before and after pictures. They got floor plans, what they did, what they changed. And uh, you, can, <clears throat> you can send them a message from those two sites as well. You could dial them or text them at 530 682 9602-682-9602. I've never had anybody, well, maybe one time Dave Greenitz's wife answered the phone when I called, but generally the big kahuna, Dave Greenitz, answers the phone himself, or if you leave a voicemail, he'll be right back to you, okay? So what I'm talking about here is these vaccines are bad news. Asterisk... AstraZeneca shot banned in 18 nations, according to a report from Insider, because of multiple reports of blood clots. Listen, this this thing is they're killing people. They're going to end up killing millions and millions of people. Some of these people like Fauci or Peter Hortez, not Hotel, not Lopez, but Hortez, Hotez. These people want to vaccinate people to death they want to end poverty by vaccinating people how would you do that 
How would you do that? You either are going to give them a vaccination that makes them sterile and they can't have kids, or you're going to give them a vaccination that kills them soon, right? It shortens their life. There is a disdain for people that live poorer than rich people. There's a disdain thinking that somehow they're stupid. I assure you that they're not stupid. I've worked a lot with them. Some of the stupidest people I've met are very rich people. Okay. So there, but there is a disdain and you see it in the elite of America where they think that they're going to go and they're going to, you, you know, uh, they actually experiment Pfizer and all these drug companies and the, the, uh, the American political system has allowed them to go down and, and use, instead of using Guinea pigs, they use Africans and Indians to experiment on. And then when a bunch of their young girls can't have children or their period isn't right anymore, or, 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 uh, or they get polio when they're supposed to get a vaccine to stop them from getting polio. They said, oh, I hate it when that happens. And then they just move on and said, screw them, right? They're not going to be able to sue me. That's just the way it is. I'm telling you, these people, if you ever thought the mafia are bad people or MS-13 that coming up from uh, San Salvador, El Salvador, or gnarly gang members, listen, they are not doing near the damage. Near the damage that these folks like Bill Gates, Tony Fauci, Ralph Barrick, Francis Collins, Jeremy Farrar. Uh, I can't remember Azar's first uh, name. He was part of the, uh, the COVID task force. He came right out of the pharmaceutical industry. The pharmaceutical people don't have any problem with people dying. They want to make a profit. They do not jump and shout when people stay alive. They jump and shout when, they're selling a lot of drugs. Just telling you how it is, people. Wake up, smell the coffee. All right, let me get down here. Uh, pick and choose. Let's see, where are we? We're, um, we're finishing up our fifth segment. We got one more segment to do after this, so uh, we're, we're all right. We'll just uh, need to... So, uh, let me see. I'm just picking and choosing what I have. You have you wondered about Jill Biden, Joe Biden's wife? And uh, I'm down, I'm trying to get down here to this article that I was going to talk about last week, and I couldn't get to it. Do you know? I, I don't even listen. I don't give much. Uh, credit or uh i don't listen very seriously to joe biden because he's mentally ill right it's just like when people talk to me on the street and they're full of uh they got drug psychosis i don't pay much attention to what they're telling me because they're out of their mind and uh, john fetterman who had a stroke of some kind uh, couldn't even talk and yet the democrats the democrats if they could stand a corpse up there and make it look alive they would if they could hold the Senate spot. And the sad thing is that a political party would even put somebody. If you removed the presidential coronation from Joe Biden, he would be in arrest home, folks. 
he would be in a care home. He, he couldn't even take care of himself in his own house. These two women are what I call gold diggers or gold bricks. They are like riding on their sick husband's coattail to riches. Is Giselle, have you seen Giselle Fetterman? She's like a, a playboy babe. If you, you look at Fetterman, you think he's a handsome dude? Just starting out with a, with a squared away brain, I wouldn't consider him a, a beautiful guy, a nice looking guy, handsome guy, right? Giselle's a babe. Jill was a babe. Have you seen how young she was? She was like Joe Biden's babysitter. Do you understand that? Joe Biden? Jill Biden was babysitting or doing child care for the Biden couple before they split up. You seen her sitting on Joe's lap as a teenager? These gals are gold bricks. Fetterman can't talk. He's already back in the hospital. Joe, Joe Biden is not running the United States of America. Barack Obama is running the United States of America through his connections. It's just the way it is. John Fetterman would not, if they would have pulled John Fetterman out of that, I, I wasn't, I, I didn't like uh, Dr. Oz. I wasn't a pro Dr. Oz guy, re Republican candidate. He was all over the place. He was not a conservative. They put up a, a, a loser candidate over there. But I'll tell you, Oz would have probably won if they had to pull Fetterman out at the last minute, and they should have. You think that the, the United States of America is benefiting from Fetterman and Biden being in office? You think their judgment is the type of judgment you want to run this entire nation? I mean, Fetterman is one of 100 men and women it's a huge responsibility out of 350 million. He is the best we can put one of the 100 best and Biden. It does not say anything about their wives. Their wives are complicit in cashing in on a couple mummies, a couple mummies. We got, we did not hire Jill Giselle. We did not vote for Giselle. We did not vote for Jill. We did not want a we don't want a first lady president. She does not become president if her husband drops dead. The vice president does. She is a total joke. These gals are jokes and and all, they're they're involved in a corrupt way to control our country by trying to make their husband look like they got half a brain. Their brains are gone. I'm sorry to say. It's not happy for me. I, I don't like to see people that are mentally gone. You can look at videos of Joe Biden 20 years or 30 years ago. You may not agree with his politics, but at least he could have a conversation, speak on the Senate floor. I don't know what Fetterman was like. I guess he served already, but when you got a stroke, baby, you got a stroke. It happens to every family. Strokes happen. It's happening more than ever today with blood clots from the jab. Just before the November midterms, Terry Kristoff at Smart Girls Politics described Jill Biden and Giselle Fetterman as enablists. And that's exactly what they are. 
They shouldn't get a pass because their political spouses are nutso. They knew exactly what they were doing all along, and they are cashing into millions of dollars when that guy drops dead, which could be any day on, on either of their count. And they are just going to cash out. They're the worst type of women. Whether we, I mean, we feel the same way about guys. Guys married. Uh, look at uh, John Kerry. He's married one widow after another. The guy's a, he's a gigolo. He's just screwing women and, and cashing in. The Heinz Corporation married the Heinz widow. <laughs> These guys aren't stupid. They're immoral. They're unethical. They're not stupid. They, they're, they're criminals. They're cons. They're convicts. They're on a scam. Have you wondered why colleges, I had the chaplain at the f- hospital here call me. And he says, Lou, he said, can you get my son who's wanting to go to Yuba College an exemption, a religious exemption? He's, he's a Christian boy. Can you help him get the paperwork filed? So we filed the paperwork for him. He wants to go out to Yuba College, our local junior college here. They would not accept his exemption to attend class. He has to attend class by Zoom. The colleges want to, ed- they claim that you, you need to send your kids to their schools because they're going to make your kids some of the most successful kids, the most intelligent kids in America. That You could say that in the 1960s. Your kids are going to be demented after they get done with college now. And any of you that are not going to be a doctor where you need a doctor's license and all those degrees or an engineer or something like that, if you're going to do a humanities gig or something like that, if you don't send them to like Hills, Hillsdale College or a William Jessup or some Christian college, you're better off tra- training at home big time and saving the money. Give them the money. Give the money to your kids to invest. Colleges are still mandated COVID vaccines for students. I had a kid come up to me. I was protesting in front of a, an event where the Yuba Sutter Arts Council were mandating you show them your, it's just like Nazi Germany. You show your card. Where's your card? Where's your ID? How do I know what's your card? We want to see your ID and your card. Oh, yeah, you're going to kill everybody if you come in here. Gaslighting everybody on the way in. Show your card. Show your ID. If you don't have that, then we want to have a PCR test within 72 hours plus your ID. Nazis. And so I had some college kids that go to Yuba, uh, Chico State. They pull up on motorcycles at the bar across the street, and they walked across and said, hey, what's going on over here? How come all the protests? I said, hey, we're just uh, just what I told you. And they said, oh, man. He said, yeah, I couldn't go to – I couldn't get my last class at Chico State, so, dude, I had to take the jab. And I said, how'd that go for you? He said, oh, man. I said, I've been sicker than a dog. He said, it was really bad. I said, okay, so much. They didn't teach you much. They let You let the government stick – Said you wouldn't take Ill- illegal drugs, would you, without n- knowing what it is? 
oh, what is that? That little blue pill, that little green pill, that little pink pill, that little tab of paper, a little plastic paper. Oh, well, man, it's cool, man. Oh, yeah, I'll get you loaded, man. Eight hours or four hours, you'll be you'll be like spinning. You'll, you'll have the best night of your life. What is it? Oh, yeah, just take it, dude. It's like like blue sky. It's like blue sky, um, you know, fantasy drug. <laughs> Unbelievable, stupid stuff people put in their body. Then we turn right around and let the government shove some stuff in us that just totally screws our body up. Not for eight hours, not for five hours, for life, man. You're done. You're toast. Kids, totally immune to COVID. They're being forced to take the jab. Listen, people, either these are the most maniacal, demonic Screwed up people, stupid people, people just do what somebody else tells them. They do not think they cannot critically think. Forcing young people to take the jab. I've talked to moms that are against the jab that literally darn near went to court over getting their kids into some JCs here in the Valley that they asked me not to use their name. And just when they said, no, he can't play football because because he didn't take the jab, she, she went back to said, let, let me talk to the person, your boss. I want to talk to his boss. I want to talk to her boss, right? This kept going up, up the line. Finally, she got her way. But I'm telling you, most moms and dads will just send their kid out, just, oh, just take it, right? By the way, have you seen any interviews with DeMar Hamlin? That boy is under pressure from getting a lot of money from Pfizer and those people to not talk. He will not tell what he will not tell what happened to him and if anybody has told him not to talk. He is damaged from the jab, straight up. I saw him on the I, I wish I could I had a visual show. I would show you this guy when you have, when you ask a guy you ask your kid your little kid you catch him doing something you ask him to tell the truth and you can tell you know they're a hundred percent lying. This guy's a liar. He's a Christian liar because he he knows he's getting paid off big time to keep his mouth shut because the NFL almost forced everybody to take that darn jab. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Of the ads was sex with children. One photograph showed a very young girl lying face down on a couch with candles, empty wine glasses, and a dog collar on a coffee table in front of her. Another picture showed the same girl, a toddler, holding a teddy bear dressed in sexual bondage gear. Yeah, it's like every single day I wake up, it gets worse. Seeing kids sexualized makes me want to curse. They hold leather-bound teddy bears and what's in the purse? Y'all some demons and it seems it's baby blood that you thirst. Everyone complicit. You on the road to hell, you got a one-way ticket. Make yourself at home because it ain't just a visit. You burning with the rest, so get in line and get a digit while they heating up the skillet. There's a special place in hell for these reprobates. I'ma tell it how it is and I will never hesitate. Wish I could be a modern-day Joshua and decimate. Kill them where they stand in their blood. Watch them marinate. Look, I'm a country boy and I don't care about these brands Give me jeans and a denim and some $50 bands On some shoes I refuse, I will never spend a band That's my view from my pew, guess I'll never be the man Oh well, look, I'm a country boy and I don't rock product All these designer brands and I ain't got nada They sell on little kids and got a lot of commas But let's be honest, everybody Balenciaga Everybody Balenciaga Hollywood ain't saying nothing, y'all Balenciaga same old thing about LGBT, you'll be done, daughter. But not the kids. Everybody, Balenciaga. Yeah. 
Look, everybody Balenciaga. They just mad they got caught, screw Balenciaga. They need innocent blood, just look at Lady Gaga. It's Illuminati, she move a body like Satan's daughter. <laughs> it's front and center, can you see now? Everybody bringing offerings and worshiping the cow. They ready for the Antichrist. Watch all the knees bow. Don't speak out about it or you ain't getting that dream house. They sell their soul for a dollar. Once you hand it over, you ain't coming to the Father. There's a line and you cross it when you messing with the toddler. You can meet my revolver, send you to a place that is hotter. This the battle that we fighting, you know I'm in it till I die. But they gon' call this hate speech, you know that I'm vilified. I'ma fight the pedophiles while I'm still alive. <laughs> I will arise and I'm coming to kill the vibe. Y'all gon' pay. Look, I'm a country boy and I don't rock prouder. These designer brands and I ain't got nada. Kids and got a lot of commas, but let's be honest, everybody Balenciaga, hey. everybody Balenciaga, Hollywood ain't saying nothing, y'all Balenciaga, say one thing about LGB, you'll be done, daughter, but not the kids, everybody Balenciaga. There are politicians running this world right now that one day they'll step down from the kings and the queens and the presidents and the parliament. The mind control media has been spotlighting recent reports on UFOs being spotted and even shot down out of the sky. And many suspect it's laying the groundwork for the so-called fake alien invasion that has been reported on now for decades a false flag event wherein the public is tricked into believing that aliens from outer space are invading the Earth. In his 1991 book, Behold a Pale Horse, William Cooper claimed that secret groups within the US government have designed their own flying saucer technology and are planning to launch a staged alien invasion in order to create a one world government. What I discovered was amazing. What I discovered, ladies and gentlemen, is that there has been a plan in existence since about 1917 and probably before that to create an artificial extraterrestrial threat to this earth in order to create a one world totalitarian socialist government. Nazi scientist and former head of NASA, Werner von Braun, reportedly told his assistant, Carol Rosen, that a fake alien invasion will be the final gambit of an ongoing plan to create a one-world government. And we have to prevent the weaponization of space because there is a lie being told to everyone that the weaponization of space is now first being based upon the evil empire, the Russians. There are many enemies, he said, against whom we're going to build this space-based weapon system, the first of whom was the Russians, which was existing at that time. Then there would be terrorists. Then there would be third world countries. Now we call them rogue nations or nations of concern. Then there would be asteroids. And then he would repeat to me over and over, and the last card, the last card, the last card would be the extraterrestrial threat. The fake alien invasion is only possible if there are advanced technologies being hidden from the public capable of pulling it off. And there is plenty of evidence supporting this, from the stolen and censored work of Nikola Tesla to that of John Hutchison and thousands more. According to some sources, these technologies were discovered by back-engineering alien spacecraft but the word alien implies extraterrestrial, not from this earth. And that's the fake part, because humanity's historical record 
is replete with non-human species that ruled over mankind as gods. This story is the most prolific story on Earth. The Sumerian texts, officially the oldest written documents we have, describe a non-human species that created a unique species of human via genetic modification. These non-humans then began mating with human women and created a new race of giants. This story is prevalent throughout our entire historical record and is found in practically every religious scripture on Earth. Nearly every culture on this planet claims to have been created by a race of godlike reptilians, most often described as serpent gods or dragons. David Icke has compiled scores of personal accounts describing an interdimensional reptilian-like species that hides in the shadows by shape-shifting and taking possession of a human's body. William Bramley's book, Gods of Eden, provides a comprehensive history of a secret brotherhood that works as an intermediary for a reptilian-like species that has been manipulating mankind for millennia. And in all these ancient accounts, we not only read about these godlike species, we read about their flying ships. In the ancient Vedas, they are called Vimanas. These ancient Vimanas were described in great detail a hundred years ago in the Vimanaka Shastra and were believed to be found within hidden caves of the Himalayan mountains, which is what likely compelled the Nazis to explore the Himalayas in search of the Aryan race in 1938. We are officially told that the Aryan race was a blonde-haired, blue-eyed breed of humans, but this is a lie. The Aryan race that the Nazis were interested in was the Aryan race of the ancient Vedas, an elusive, non-human species with advanced technologies. And several high-level Nazis claimed that they made contact with them and that they were working for them. During World War II, the Nazis' most highly classified project was the Bell, a mysterious device whose appearance is described the same as the Vimanas of the Vimanaka Shastra, and whose effects are described as altering time and space and defying gravity. When the war ended, several Nazi scientists were absorbed by the US government and a secret Nazi base was established in Antarctica. Shortly after this, the Antarctica Treaty outlawed all public travel anywhere south of the 60th parallel. So it is plausible that the emerging one world government has the means to pull off a fake alien invasion. And whatever story it is they are trying to tell us, you can be certain that it's a lie because that's all the media is good for. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Okay, I told you I was going to tell you about a couple other. Actually, I'm going to I'm going to do something different. I'm going to 
this is a local issue, but it affects, it should affect all of you because all of these local and extra local jurisdictions, uh, the governments are being run by unions and they want higher and higher wages and they're paying wages that are two and three times higher than the average person's earning in the jurisdiction. And so the government cannot afford to pay for those wages anymore because they all have big pensions that are out of control. They're what they call uh, the pensions are uh, you, you get a guaranteed outcome in your pension. It isn't based on how much your investments earn. So you, so the, the general public is mandated by their pension rules to pay that person a certain amount of money till they drop dead. Could be till they were 105. It's wrong. It's a, it's a Ponzi scheme. It's evil. It's sinful. It's wrong. And they're saddling with the public to do it. And now, after Marysville, in, in our local area here, after Yuba County, in our local area here, then now uh, both passed taxes. One was totally illegal with a corrupt judge overturning the uh, a, a local ruling that the that the uh, Measure K election was invalid and an illegal ordinance. The three-party judges, the three judges in Sacramento overturned it, and the key judge, the leader of the appeals court, was thrown off the bench, literally told to get out or they were having to fire him. And he took retirement because of his incompetence. I'm telling you, people, we we have a judicial system that is corrupt in this country. And uh, so what's happening is in California, I can't speak for your state. Hopefully you don't have the same sales tax as we do. But we have a state sales tax and then local entities, jurisdictions, water districts, school districts, uh, city councils, uh, supervisors, counties, cities can ask the voters to uh, pass and add on a one or two percent sales tax one one half percent one one and a half two whatever whatever and so now all of them are doing it it's the big it's a it's a uh, phenomenon in the state of california every every election maybe 30 40 jurisdictions are asking for an, an additional sales tax some people are paying up to over 10 percent sales tax in some jurisdictions in California. So now all of a sudden the city after Sutter County, we defeated one in Sutter County because they have mismanaged money. They've lied to the voters. They've ripped off the voters. They hide information from voters. They have their meetings when voters can't attend. I'm telling you, go look at the battle for Athens and think if we don't need something like that right here. The only thing missing is no one's gotten shot that we know of and killed by the government. <clears throat> so I read this last week. I'm going to do it again. In your Constitution of the United States and in many state constitutions, including the California Constitution, John Kupal, who's the head of the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association, talks about in his article last week, there's election fraud, and then there's election fraud. In other words, it's not all—election fraud isn't just about screwing up the ballots 
or counting or not counting something or counting some other stuff or filling out fraudulent balance. It's about the government itself taking our tax money and using the tax money against us. And Yuba County never has <coughs> Sutter County, excuse me, Sutter County, who lost Measure A recently. They never have told the these these citizens how much of the citizens' money they spent to lobby the citizens to spend more money. Free speech clauses of the federal and state constitutions prohibit the use of government, governmentally compelled monetary contributions, including taxes, to support or oppose political campaigns. In 1976, the California Supreme Court ruled the use of the public treasury to mount an election campaign which attempts to influence the resolution of issues which our Constitution leads to the free election of the people presents a serious threat to the integrity of the electoral process. That's Stanson versus Mott, M-O-T-T, 1976. Stanson. Both the state and, cal- state and local governments sometimes stretch the law, according to Kapal, to its breaking point by claiming that their advoc- advocacy is simply educating the public. Yuba City is right in the midst of, of spending millions of, sorry, hundreds of thousands of dollars to quote unquote, educate the public and they're liars. I'm calling you the liars. Some of them are reaping huge benefits from the government CalPERS fund. I know they didn't set it up. It wasn't their choice, but they are benefiting. They're getting hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to not work. That is wrong. That is just wrong. And they are man, they, we have to pay that. It's not they're living off their savings or they're living off their investments. The government, which is you and me, has to pay their salary till they drop dead. That is wrong, people. Future generations should not be saddled with the retirement benefits of old farts. That is wrong. So John Kupal is beating the drum. You know what the problem is? The district attorneys in our 58 counties do not have the backbone to stand up and, and say, you cannot do this. You know why? Because the county councils and the district attorneys are all in on it. They're criminal. Watch, watch, the, uh, watch the film on Athens. They're all in on it. The government was corrupt in, in Athens, Tennessee. And yeah, they, they were taking bribes. They were doing this. They were doing that. But they were doing, they, we're doing it right here. Maybe we're more sophisticated, but we're ripping the people off and we're violating the constitution. You know why they say, oh, well, we're just educating the people. No, you aren't. No, you are not. We don't want your education. We don't want any more taxes. And you're lying to get them. Yuba County lied. Yuba County lied all the way through this Crystal Martin gal is a liar. She's a totally unscrupulous person. I don't care whether you won your campaign. A lot of you guys, you would, you would do illegal activity to win your, your races. It, using Crystal Martin to win your campaign is just like hiring an uh, illegal alien or, or, or hooking up with a drug dealer to win your campaign. You, 
who you link up with reflects on you. Crystal Martin would have taken, she was on the uh, small business loan committee and asked for a loan when it was illegal to do so. And she nearly got a loan from the own committee she was serving on to give loans away. That's a conflict of interest. You know, it's interesting. Politicians today don't see any conflict of interest. So they, the, uh, there was an article in the Appeal Democrat. <clears throat> in fact, it was like Moby Dick. The article was so big, I thought this was Moby Dick I was reading. Anyway, the guy writes an article, and he describes how four of the five council members won their races, and, and this uh, lady, Crystal Martin, ran their campaign, which is fine. I think it's fine. In other words, if you want to hire a loser person to run your campaign, a liar, and a, and a gal that's gone bankrupt, you know what it means when you go bankrupt? Have you ever gone bankrupt? Have you ever promised to pay somebody and didn't pay them? Have you? Have you ever said, I'll, I'll pay you tomorrow, I'll pay you the next day, or I'll repay you and not pay them? Yeah, you're a thief. I don't care how many years have gone by, you're a thief. You, your word can't be trusted. Have you ever charged something and, and you were satisfied with the purchase and everything and you just never paid the charge account and you filed bankruptcy? There's no excuse for that. You ripped people off. You, they did a service for you. They cleaned your clothes. They, they sold you clothes. They sold you food. They repaired your house. They did this. They did that. They did the other thing. You, they sold you groceries and you never paid them. That is a thief. You understand what I'm saying? When people file bankruptcy, what are they doing? They're ripping somebody off. Barbara Levesque is another person that filed bankruptcy. You think she... I remember when Larry Burkett, he died a number of years ago, he used to be a Christian financial counselor. He used to help people manage their money, teach people how to manage their money, not manage it for them. Larry Burkett said he got talked into some investments early on in life as a young married man. And the investments went south. They, they didn't work out. They were la- a real estate investments. I don't know whether one person was unscrupulous that he was partners with. And, and he made a determination as a Christian man. He, they, all, they were forced into bankruptcy. But he told the banker, I am going to make payments uh, to your bank until I pay off my share. I don't care whether they forced us into bankruptcy or not. I owe that money to you before God. You know, we, we make up all these rules. Oh, yeah, I filed bankruptcy so I can just walk away from it. You, you, you don't, you think those people that you owed money to? I've been, I've had many debts against me. People that I did work for, did good work. They had no complaints. I did work for thousands and thousands of dollars. And they filed bankruptcy. I got nothing. I never got a call from them. I'm sorry. You think that's cool? This person is an unscrupulous person. And now we have that person is going to be hired, Crystal Martin, to, and they're going to pay her, not out of their, the city council's pockets. All of those guys could afford to pay a Crystal Martin 175000 You put together their money. Mark Boomgarden walked out of the, as fire chief with over $300,000 in his pocket as a final pay. Sean Harris walked out as, as commander of CHP with a lot of money, a lot of money. 
These are government positions, people. They were never intended to cash in with three or $400,000 walking out with all your sick pay and your, your leave pay and all that kind of stuff. These people are loaded. And they're going to they're going to come on to the taxpayer and pay them a hundred and, and, and pay her hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. This gal is a liar. This gal cannot be trusted. She's a manipulator. And they say, oh, we we totally endorse her. We think she'll be great. Yeah, she'll be great about running a campaign like she did in Yuba County. And she had signs all I filed a fair political practices complaint against them at Yuba County, which was her. You know what the supervisor said to me? Oh, well, we didn't have anything to do with the campaign. We just put it on the ballot. Supervisors. Just a sick, corrupt bunch. We didn't have anything to do with that. Oh, really? You didn't have anything to do with those campaign signs out there that said it's all for public safety? When it wasn't, liars, corrupt, deviant. Oh, you know something? You you should... What you need to do is go swap places with some of the people in the Yuba County Jail. That's what you should do if you had any integrity. And now same thing's going to happen in Yuba City. Oh, yeah. So now there's an argument in the paper. Oh, is it a conflict of interest or not? Oh, you know what it reminds me in, is when Bill Clinton was screwing Mon- Monica Lewinsky and, and getting blowjobs from her in the in the Oval Office. And he sat right in the, the he, he mentored all these guys we got working for us now on the, the it, they're Bill Clintons that they don't get enough. They don't get as much ass as the Bill Clintons of the world. They can't perform at that level as Billy, but they're the same thing. You know what Bill Clinton said? Remember that you can watch it on YouTube. It all depends on what is means. No, I didn't have sex with that girl, Right. All these guys, oh, this isn't a conflict of interest. Even Harold Crew, oh, well, people don't know what a conflict of interest is. Oh, so we got three or four of the, I can't remember the three or four of the city council members that she ran their campaign. They paid them hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know. And so now it turns out they're going to hire her uh, to advise them on the, the honest way, the honest way to steal money. Let's have the honest way. Boom. What's the honest way to steal the public's money? Sean, the honest way to steal the money. All you guys. What's the Dave Shaw? Oh, yeah, I'll handle your money. I'm Mr. Honest. You can trust me with your investments. We can. We really can. A lot of people feel, Mr. Shaw, that you aren't trustworthy. You aren't trustworthy as a businessman or a city council person. Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hire old Crystal. So she tries to get a loan from the uh, Small Business Administration, and the attorneys from the state had to come in and say you can't you can't get a loan as a committee member. Well, I'll talk about it more on my. I'm gonna run out of time. I, I got to go up here, and I'm gonna give a shout out to Monty Hecker at. Uh, I was just talking to Monty this week, trying to line up, get him an employee because he needs more employees, elite universal security. <coughs> and uh, he said, Lou, I need employees in Butte County. He said, I said, Man, if you're listening to me in Butte County, into the Northern California counties, all the way up to the Oregon border, why He mentioned why He mentioned 
Chico. He said, man, I need employees, dude. And I had a good employee for him. I tried to hook him up. So if you need work or you need work done, Elite Universal Security, they're busy, 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 and they're going after it. So call them up at 530-749-0280, 530-749-0280. They can also get you your, your uh, shooting licenses. They can help you learn how to shoot out at their range. They got it going on, and uh, they can train you how to be a guard. Even if you wanted to uh, do guard work or security duty, 10 hours a week, 20 hours a week, make some extra cash. They're paying it, and they they need the help, and they're nice guys. So just call Elite Universal Security, or you can go on their website at EliteUniversalSecurity.com, and you can find out what's going on. They will train you. They make it easy for you, and they will get you started. And probably you can just work from wherever you are, whatever county you're dwelling in. Also, plumbing doctor. I had a plumbing doctor yesterday over at our nonprofit project. I had to call him. I had a leak underneath coming from one story into the next story out of the plumbing, and they got over there. Boom. Ted Holmes was just back from Mexico. Had the guys over there. And they had it all opened up. It, it was leaking from a second story into a garage and um, got it all squared away. Drove by there day. It's all dry, looking good. Boom, got it fixed. It was a repair on some plumbing running around through the attic uh, from uh, un- one floor to another. We got it fixed up. They were over there quick. 530, if you need some plumbing, that they not only clean out lines, but they will replumb. Where you maybe you wanted to remodel something or put a new sink in or remod you know redo the p traps and all that kind of stuff run it differently, fix it made it make it better. They will do that for you five three zero six seven one nine one 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 five three zero six seven one nine one one one, and uh, they have dispatchers that are always there waiting to send their folks over your way. They serve Yuba and Sutter counties only, so check that out and. Uh, Okay, I want to just uh, wrap up. I think we just got a minute and a half left. They they were going to discuss giving this $175,000 to this Crystal Martin. Now, if you're, you're from other counties, you're facing it, man. They're, they're, I know Chico, Butte County, they're throwing down on the public. You got to p- oppose it, and you got to fight it, and you got to call them a dog. You got to go after them. And uh, they're... they're they only had three city council people show up out of the five. So they're instead of making a decision one way or the other and having a vote, they just postponed it to next Tuesday. So I think they meet at five or six o'clock at night, check it out on the internet and go over there and bring a signs and just put, put on it, scribble on it, big thick letters with magic with marker, black marker pen on white paper, put it on a stick and just say, hell no. Just say something simple. Stir it up. Listen, stand up. You know, it's amazing to me. People will not donate $25 to a cause, but will spend $1,000 extra each year for taxes, even though they wouldn't give $25 to stop the tax. They just are passive, and they just spend another grand out of their pocket because some guy says he wants to another 300 or 400 He wants to have higher pay. Right, he's already getting three hundred thousand dollars, four hundred thousand dollars. It's crazy. I'm telling you, it's crazy, people. You gotta stand up and and Yuba City is gonna put this tax on the two thousand twenty four ballot. You can read uh, Roger, Robert Suma's article in the Appeal Democrat, I think it came out yesterday, 
uh, actually, yesterday is going to be different for you. So it would be uh, Wednesday. Let's see, today's Wednesday. So it would probably been Tuesday. Uh, that would be the 21st of this month. Check out the Appeal Democrat article, Robert Suma. It's the longest article. I think I, I thought he wrote, I thought it was going to be a tax tax uh, article on like Moby Dick. Long, long, long. In fact, I, I just thought, I think he did LSD, Robert Suma, because he has had a total change of perspective. He used to be the lapdog of uh, Eubin Sutter counties, and now he's actually seemed like a newspaper man. So uh, we got to sign off here, and uh, God bless you, and do something uh, redemptive this week. Okay, catch you later. I see trees of green, red roses too. The dark sacred night and I think to myself